Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. We've got tickets that we're going to give away for Puddle of Mud. Uh, Puddle of Mud's going to be over at the Canes on November 30th. It's all for Cancer Sucks as they are having their 15th anniversary. And we're going to make some bands. Well, we're going to give some bands the opportunity to play with Puddle of Mud. Hell yeah! Seems a very 
Gestapo type of thing to do. You will play with the puddle now. So what you need to do is go to our contest page and submit your band's one song demo. And then we'll pick the top two to be played back uh, on our top five next Wednesday. So that deadline is tomorrow at 5 p.m. We'll see what Gimpy wants to talk about. We've got Conspiracy Thursday. We're going to see what our next top list is. We've got Free Food Friday. Andalini's will be in next Friday. So you can join us in the studio. Sign up at KMOD.com. Every time we do this, or without fail, we hear people go, well, how can I come hang out in the studio? Your best bet is just to go on our Facebook page. And we post it there. Or check the contest page at KMOD.com. And finally, we got our 28-hour toy drive that's coming up. It's all for the Marine Toy for Tots program they do. Collecting toys for kids in Northeast Oklahoma. This year, it's December 4th and 5th at LaFortune Golf Course in the clubhouse, like it always been, as has been for a while. And it's uh, brought to you by Super Mercado Morelos. Bring a new unwrapped toy. You bring 10 of them, we'll mention your business on the air. If you bring 20, I'll talk to you on the air about your business briefly. Can we join you in the conversation? No. Okay. Uh, why would you start now? And so uh, you can look for more on that on the KMOD website. We'll get that posted, or it's on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. We have Jeff Hensley on every Monday, and he you know, answers questions about family law. And when I got divorced, my attorney was like, listen, people will pick one thing and clasp onto it, and it'll drag your divorce out for a long time. Well, this one woman has gone through 10 divorce attorneys. What? Their marriage was only 14 months long. Oh, my God. And she is trying to, I guess, get certain things. The divorce battles lasted two years. Dang. So you're literally trying to get divorced longer than you were married. You're not trying. You've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're still not done yet. And she is trying to get money. She says she has expenses that are to keep the lifestyle she's accustomed to. It's 10 months. 10. Well, you can get used to something in 10 you, months, Corbett. I would have to disagree with you. <laughs> 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 yeah, you get a set of nails, you know, whatever, once a month. That's what, 10 what are you implying? sets of nails. Ah, you cannot. 10 months is not enough. Uh she claims that she doesn't have money is by the fact that she paid her attorney $60,000 in a two-month period just to try and get this divorce done. 60 Gs? Good Lord. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Uh, she wants the money to pay for the lifestyle. I, uh, and what, 60 grand you're paying your attorney, so what kind of alimony are you going to get that... Your sixty grand one hundred just saved you. She was already getting twenty four hundred dollars in spousal payments. Mm-hmm. But she wants more, greedy bitch. I think. Okay, so like, I think there are women out there like this. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's like less than one percent. It's so if you're one of these guys out there, it's like they're just trying to get spousal payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, calm down, Tex. <laughs> Unless you're worth millions, Mm -hmm. I think that that is a complete farce. And I thought it was that, like, you could only get spousal support for however, half the duration of when you were married. 
I, I again, maybe that's what she's fighting. I'm. I think it's different state to state. Mm. It's weird. You know that off the top of your head because that's what it was in California. I mean, I I felt like my ex husband should have helped me, and he didn't. And so why? Because um, because he. So I'm not. I'm not an attorney, but when yeah. someone, if you're gonna, you should have that question just ready. Yeah, just uh, uh, because he should have. That's why. <laughs> okay, that's always a good argument. Judges yeah. love that argument. Yeah, but you were making money too. Mm, yeah. Well, no, I wasn't because I was on disability. So. Well, well, you were getting money. I'm just asking. I don't know anything about it. I'm asking. You were getting a check yes, to I pay for expenses. No, your, I wasn't actually life. getting paid. So and. Like my family helped me because the military, I was in that transition and he was like, I mean, we were still married. I wanted help and he wasn't. And I felt like he should help me, but I was stupid and I didn't get a lawyer. So it doesn't really matter. Um, when you guys were married, did you share like a checking account? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when the divorce was happening, he was like, no. Um, well, no, because when the divorce was happening, I still put money in to pay rent at a house I didn't live in, but in like to pay for expensive and stuff, expenses and stuff. And even like, I still had I think like a couple hundred dollars in there, and, and he was still using that to pay the rent and stuff with his new bitch living there. <laughs> God damn! So I paid rent for this skank and her kid to move in. Oh god! Yeah. But, um, like, both of our checks would just go in there, and, and normally, since we were living apart for all that time, we just, I knew how much I needed to spend, and I didn't spend over that, and he kind of did the same thing, and so money kind of accumulated, and then, you know, disappeared. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> yeah. Did, um, how long did you do that? Pay like, rent. Oh, I think it was, like, three months. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair, because your name's on it, that allows enough time. It's not fun. It sucks. Mm. But yeah. you, was your name on the lease? No. Oh, well, then I would have stopped day one. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, everything was a mess. Again, I should have gotten a lawyer. I should have known better. Right. I'm thinking of it more of not your specific thing, but what people general. would do, right? When I got divorced, I continued. I paid everything. Like, I overpaid because mm-hmm. I didn't want any fingers pointed back at me. You didn't want the argument? No, and, and like the lawyer stuff, I didn't want anything pointed back at me. Mm, gotcha. I didn't want to create any turbulence with anything. I wanted it to be over. I'm like that. Like if it's over, it's over. There ain't no, I'm wishing we can get back. Like you've made the decision. Yeah, you're dead to me. And I'm talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my ex-husband was like that and I didn't understand. I was like, I don't, feelings aren't faucets. <laughs> I would you tell can't him. just turn them off. The <laughs> yeah. hell you can. That's literally what I would tell him. Like, I could not understand. I think maybe it's like a male female thing because that I can't wrap my brain around. Even anybody that's like super hurt me, I still was not able to uh, to completely detach emotion. Like I could still love somebody that I hate. Yeah, I'm, I didn't say I didn't have emotion, or I wouldn't have emotion. I'm saying I just in my mind I would just go, "You're dead to me." Right. I, I care, but I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Right, or if you'll just drive yourself crazy. If right. You do. I know what happens when you play the tape to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, therefore, you're dead to me. It's more like a mantra, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it's called? Like a mon- it's more of like a thing you say to yourself. It's, you're dead to me. You're and that's definitely me, a better mantra than feelings or faucets. <laughs> <laughs> it's so emotional. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's fun because I'm watching you reflect on young you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. That's all we do. We say stupid muffin. stuff when we're young. Yeah. This is very dramatic. We say stupid stuff when we're old. <laughs> right? All the time. We say stupid stuff. Yeah. As humans, that's yeah, that's what we do is we say stupid stuff. <laughs> I watched a video yesterday of an of an adult human acting a fool, yelling, somebody videotaping them, being racist, right? And it's an insane video. Mm. And I'm Listen, if, I don't think you should be racist. If you want to be racist, go ahead. You're the one that's got to deal with that, not me, right? I can't imagine that that's a better choice. I'm not sure why being racist towards someone is an appealing choice. Well, maybe that's just the way they were raised. I get it. You can change. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not talking about why mm -hmm. you're racist. Mm -hmm. I'm talking. You have a choice every day to do anything you want. Mm -hmm. And you see how people get treated that are that are that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's to hurt. That's what it is. I'm going to say the most horrible thing I can think of to say because I'm mad at you because you cut me off for whatever stupid reason he was pissed to begin That's with. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe he's not racist. Maybe this person isn't. They just, you know, trying to cut deep. No. To that person that hurt him, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. So if that's the I, best way they could do it. I don't think you, I think if you call somebody the N-word, you're racist. Mm. I do. Even if, you, I, I think it's hard to be like, well, but I'm not racist, but I'm going to scream the N-word at your face and yell at you. Like, uh, you're being I, racist. I, um, uh, no. Hmm. I'm going to go with no, and this is why. Because if you're in an argument with somebody, you might use that word, I think is right, Gibby's right, like, to cut deep. It's, it's, it's the see you next Tuesday theory, okay? If you want to cut a woman deep, you want to piss her off to the core, call her that. Nope. Call her that. And Those see two that. words are not the same. Oh, no, 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 they're, they're not. The but, but he's saying the motive is. Like yeah. you, so most men would or a woman would use that word to trying to cut your legs out from underneath mm -hmm. you. As because, a verbal assault. Yeah, they know. We know. It triggers you. That's going, yeah, that's going to trigger you. We know that that's what's going to set you off. And it's like the, the moment that you get so enraging mad because of one little thing that I said, I've won. I've won this argument because I've gotten you off the hinge, off the rails, pissed because I called you one little word. And that's the thing. May not be racist, but it says it just to, you know, cut deep is all that it is. It, like kicking someone in the junk, I don't think is fair fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, just like I don't think using the N word, so if you want to cut somebody's legs out from underneath them, I think is I don't think that's smart. I think you look racist doing that, but that doesn't mean you are right. People say a lot of stupid stuff in the heat of the moment. Yeah, and you, you don't be held it. accountable for it. Absolutely, too. absolutely. I'm not saying that you know just because you were in the heat of the moment, you, you okay, you get your pass on this one. You totally be held accountable. But that's just the way humans are. That's the fun part about free will. We can say and do whatever we want. So right. some people choose to use words like that just to try to get at somebody so much that it's like, ha ha, I win, you lose, get out of here. Next time you call me the C word, I'll know better, Gibby. <laughs> But you know, he really doesn't mean it. He's yeah. just trying to cut me. You know, you know that though, right? You know that about him when he no, uses that No, I know. Word. I just we have it on air on tape that I know <laughs> that diabolical ass get me is like right. I'm trying to win this argument by throwing out the c word. Right. Roger, Dodger, right. gotcha. If you, if you are, I think if you use the if you use the n word, right, and all your laundry's white, mm -hmm. and you um, are you know have a bald head. 
And I'm just saying, like, when there's some other things putting in, then I think you're right. Yeah, you're being, you're a racist. Yeah, right, right. You got a giant swastika tattooed on your chest. Yeah, that, think, that's that's total different ball game right there. <laughs> I I just I don't I don't agree. I think that if, because if you're comfortable enough to say that to somebody to trigger them, and you're fine with using that word to somebody that's black, uh, I feel like. That is not calling a girl a see you next Tuesday. That's not a trigger word. I think it's way more than that. And I feel like if you're going to scream that at a black person's face, then you're racist. Yeah. It's, it, I think it's just way deeper than, than I'm trying to cut you because I feel like no matter how pissed off I get, I feel like that word is just like so heavy. There's so much history there that it's not I'm, – I'm just trying to piss you off. The, the average person – like whatever gimpy if a black person mm-hmm. pissed you off i feel like you could call her a c word but mm-hmm. i feel like you would not then call her an n word well it depends i mean it depends on the situation i guess if you're mad furious you know and you're just spewing whatever that comes out of your mouth yeah there's a potential that i'm going to call some angry white lady an n word just cuz you're not thinking you're just spewing at that point no, 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 no. I'm talking. Then you would also call, you know, yell blah 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 blah. Like Absolutely, what you're saying is like you would just gibberish nonsense mm-hmm. that you're not thinking before you speak. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. I think that guys, typically white guys, will say words to just try to cut your legs out from underneath you. I just, I guess, I, I couldn't see that being in your vocabulary to do that to somebody. Uh, unless you felt that way. Uh, DC's got a great, when you start using profanity in a heated argument, mm-hmm. you lose all power. Right. DC says that all the time. When you start using profanity in a heated argument, you've, you've lost your argument at that point because you're resorting from facts mm-hmm. to, I'm just trying to cut you down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And guys, I intimidate you because... It's scary when someone yells the F word. <laughs> or whatever word, or the C next Tuesday word, or whatever. <laughs> Insert word here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy. But as far as divorce and 10 attorneys goes, I don't know why they didn't stay married. She clearly is someone that... Very rational. Very rational, right? Logical. 60 grand to save 10? In two months. With the one lawyer, apparently. Yeah, with yeah. one lawyer, and you're getting, yeah, you spent your entire year's alimony on a lawyer. That's pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. Some states, you when you get divorced like that, depending on the circumstances, you can ask for attorney fees. Oh, like if uh, I win, then you have to pay for my lawyer? Right, like if you you and I were married and you cheat, uh, I cheated and I had all the money, mm-hmm. you could ask for attorney fees in some states. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is Oklahoma one of those states? No. Oh. No, because yeah. infidelity is not, it's one of the reasons you can get divorced, mm-hmm. but it carries no weight. You got to right. put a pumpkin eater clause in your prenup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your Honor, I would like to uh, uh, cite uh, section C, sub article B, the pumpkin eater clause. <laughs> right. Excuse me? Right. You pumpkin eat after two years. Like you, there's tears to how long in right. you cheat. If you go five years without cheating, you know, then and then you get more. Mm-hmm. So you earn more. My wife and I are <laughs> doing Level up. my wife and I are working on our trust, right? Like our will stuff, mm-hmm. all that those that kind of thing. And the um uh the lawyer that we're talking to has asked us this question, and that is if something to pointing to me, if something happens to you and she gets remarried. 
do you want him to get the the stuff you worked hard for? Nope. <laughs> yeah, but okay, he's dead, and you mm-hmm. just want the person you love to be taken care of. So she right. makes that decision. Unknowingly, like mm-hmm. she gets yeah. married in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And let's say you have a, I don't know, a lake house or whatever. Right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's mine. I worked hard for it. So then what no, should happen? Dead. Okay, but then what should happen to it? I sell it. And then sell so it. she gets the money and then he gets the money too? I sell it and the money goes to the kids. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Or just leave it to one of the ki- children. So because of those type of thoughts, mm-hmm. not that there's any, I would never, I love my <laughs> wife immensely, right? Uh, it's made me rethink prenups. Like you should have gotten one? No. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have anything before her. I met her, and I only have what I have now because of her. <laughs> if anything, she should have had a prenup. Right. I don't have her. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But no, I'm talking about, God forbid, you know, our relationship, our marriage ended. Mm-hmm. It would make me consider a prenup. On the next round. There ain't going to be no next round, but yes. Okay. I, it's changed my opinion of them. God. Because before I was like, what do you need a prenup for? Mm-hmm. You either love somebody or you do not. Yeah. You either so trust them or you do not. Crap. Yeah, yeah. but then, then I would argue you don't really love them. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a prenup. Because you want to? Because um, she wants most of her stuff. <laughs> right. I'm going to have like 18 <laughs> pumpkin eater clauses. <laughs> uh, no, because some of Jeff's money is his dad and take care of his Jeff's family, and I don't feel... I'm entitled to that, and just if anything were to happen, I just want him to feel safe and his family to feel safe with something that's not mine. Not your scenario, but if someone were in a similar scenario, what if you're married 20 years? Again, um, I mean, that's this is specific to me and Jeff, but that stuff before me isn't mine. Yeah. And I, even if you're sense. together 20 years, it's still there is that, that stuff before you that's yeah. not yours. Mm. Um. But that, to me, is another reason. If, if you love somebody, a prenup shouldn't matter either. Mm-hmm. It's about making the other person feel comfortable. Yeah. And if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. But I totally get wanting to protect things you've built. Sam's thinking. I can see her pontificating <laughs> yeah, thoughts. Because right. I was like, yeah, I also want a prenup so that like, I don't have to ever be insecure around the gold digger ringtone or something to be like, I'm not one. I just wanted a prenup. <laughs> like, there's so I'm just like, like, like I, I, I But I love him. <laughs> like, I promise I'm not a gold digger. Yeah. I signed it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The prenup don't make you not a gold digger. Right, right. You're still there. Yeah. This just ensures your gold digging ways ain't happening. <laughs> uh, just smaller little nuggets of gold. That's right. what it Tickets is. to see Puddle of Mud. We've got Conspiracy Thursday and we've got Top List we're going to do as well. We come back. We'll do news quickies. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. News quickies are stories you may have missed in the news, but we cover them here. And put the link on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash bmms69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Mad Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Newspaper apologizes for obituary of man who is still alive. 
So um, this happened at the Northern Echo, and that's in Northeast England. And they published this obituary for a guy named Charlie Donahue. And they said that he was like a lifelong fan of grassroots and said all this really nice stuff. And apparently they said they checked with three independent sources to make sure that he was dead before they published this obituary. And after they published it, they found out that he is still alive. His son, her, his son had posted posted on Facebook that the Echo ran a beautiful story today, a beautiful tribute, and obituary about my dad. But dad's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone offering condolences about my dad, Charlie, he has not died. He's not. This is not true. God knows where it comes from, but he's alive and well. And then he posted this adorable picture of his very old dad and him smiling just me the bad dad the, uh, bad dad <laughs> i don't so where was the mistake like did they was is there two charlie donahues no i mean it doesn't say why they got that confused it just they said that um that they had ta- they've now taken it offline and that they te- they checked with three different sources goodbye old friend anybody can buy an obituary well uh, that was my understanding by the way is as like if Someone I love died, I would then contact the newspaper to put an yeah. obituary in. Yeah. But yeah. if I don't contact you, then, it, like, I don't know if there's obituary investigators just to go look at dead people. <laughs> to validate, it, well, they don't go look. I think maybe they call. I don't know. I mean, we've put obituaries, when my dad died, we put obituaries in two different papers. Mm-hmm. No one called to verify it. Right, right. But these guys say they had three different independent sources, whatever. They're like, yeah, dude, Charlie's dead. He's yeah, gone. but their three independent sources could be like a group of people and be like, he died, right? He died, right? He <laughs> yeah, died, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't seen Charlie in years. Yeah, he's got to be dead. Well, there's no, right. how would they know to call those people, mm-hmm. right? Like, so how did they verify it? Funeral home? Facebook? God. Is it weird that they charged to put an obituary? Let me charge you to tell people your family member's dead. Well, yeah, because they're missing out important ad space for the waterbed mattress place. Feels a little taking advantage of people's death. God, that is so weird. (laughs) And then is it someone's job just to, like, make sure the obituaries aren't like, oh, that son of a bitch cheated on his wife six times. Yes, And, like... There's proofreaders, yes. Well, and I... Edit not for spelling errors, but for like content and and like so. There's someone in charge of telling the story obituary. I mean, there's a proofreader to make sure there's nothing out of line mm-hmm. with the paper's guidelines. Right. Oh, okay. Not Making okay. Sure like the, the f word. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's got to be. But if he was censored. like, yeah, my dad died or whoever, and he wasn't a very good person, but here's yep. the obituary. Yep. He could say that. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> That's where you're like, you're like I just when I grow up, I want to be a journalist and I want to work at a newspaper. Well, and so I mean, you get you, there and listen, you start an obituary. You're a scrub, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, do, you, do you remember how much you paid for your dad's? I did not handle that. My yeah, sister I did. I don't know how much. I can't remember how much it was. Yeah, funeral home took care of all mine. They took. Uh, it was included in the in the bundle. Yeah, I just had to. I just had to write it and give it to them. They're like, all right, we'll send this off to the paper. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and we didn't have a funeral home, so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd have to ask my brother. I don't remember. What do you mean you you didn't have like oh you didn't have like a bundle at a funeral home to take care of it? I mean, we just had my dad cremated, and, and we went and picked it up. Right. Wasn't like you know your traditional okay. funeral. You know, line up, take a look. Yeah, at we the didn't have a service. We didn't have any of that stuff. Put him in the back of the car, drive across town, put him in the ground. Gotcha. Stuff went like over that. and got my loved one in the the ziploc and <laughs> cardboard box. <laughs> 
It's so bizarre. Isn't it, It's though? so bizarre to pick up the crema- cremated remains of somebody. Again, I couldn't do that. My sister did it. She literally did all the heavy lifting. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. I felt like it was an important part of this process. Yeah, yeah. It is. It really is. Kind of brings closure or whatever. Uh, I don't even know if I should share this. Oh, well, we don't want to get you um, banned from any more family. Please. Uh, I, I went and got Biggie. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes I was sense. asked to go do it. Yeah, if you were asked to go do it, that's yeah. one of those like you got to say yes. Well, yeah, you can't be like, I got a tea time at four o'clock. I don't know, friends. Please don't ask me to do that for you. I, I. Oh yes, ask. Who's Sam. your Who's your ride or die friend? Uh, Lindsay, my boyfriend. Okay, your boyfriend asked you to go do it because he just can't. Oh my god! You'd have to. You have, have to, to say I, yes. You have to. You have to. You could take somebody along with you for your own moral and emotional support. Let me paint like, a can diff- I tag me- somebody in? No, no, no you have, <laughs> have to do it with. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. Let me paint a picture for you. Somebody you love mm-hmm. is in deep hurt, mm-hmm. and they've asked you to help them. Mm-hmm. And your response is putting it back on them. No, I would say, I would say I'll handle it. And then I'd be like, Corbin, somebody, sure. no, I'm not doing that. Some, delegate it, yeah. somebody responsible and that's not scared of death stuff. Can you do that? Oh, I wouldn't do that. If you call me like, hey, I would take you there, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting out and I'm not going in and signing for it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, they don't, I'm not, I don't have any the, connection. Well, so do you, what, do, uh, I don't want to know that answer actually. What? I, well, I, like you take possession of somebody's remains, like yes. you have to sign it out like a yes. library book. So in yes. case. They're like, we're tracing this. Yes. The ashes are lost. Of course. You signed it out. Of course. All comes back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't want that so responsibility. When, so, when, <laughs> so when the original party calls up and goes, hey, I never got my father's remains. Oh, no, I've got right here that Corbin signed them out on February 6th. Sometimes when I'm not paying attention in my car and I want to roll down my window at Starbucks or something, I, I don't know why, but I always roll down the back two windows. Like, I push the wrong buttons. Instead of the front windows, I roll down the back ones. And I would just be afraid of something like that happening. And oh. <laughs> For a second, I was like, what is she Where's talking about? Where's she going? Yeah. 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 That, like, yeah. You really don't like death that you want to talk about something completely different. No, that I would roll down the window and then ashes would go flying it's or that a, I'd drop them. It's in a secured them. box. I, yeah, just, man, but the wind blows and it blows the box open, and then it the wind unties the zip tie or whatever you know, little twist oh tie God. on the bread. Or I and the, slam on the brakes and just right, and now Papa's the on the floor. Mm, oh my God! Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I hear you. <laughs> it's just chaos. The car's You're haunted chasing, forever. Trying to sweep it up. Right. Oh my God! Can't get the window up fast enough because you know Papa's blowing out the window. Right. Going down Counters getting caved. So you right. look like you've just been antiqued. Oh my God! Dad, you taste horrible. Your turn. A woman files federal lawsuit to keep her emotional support chickens. Happens down in Florida. A gal from Fort Myers named Karen has been fighting. Are they male chickens? Right. Because I have one of those. (laughs) You have more than one. Mm, Hey, now. Uh, she's been fighting with Lee County and the, uh, you know, the uh, HOA there about her her emotional support chickens. Uh, they say that she's in violation of the Fair Housing Act and she's got 30 days to rehouse them. And she has to pay nearly $300 in fines. So now she's got her lawyer involved who is now taking this to the federal level. 
because she's provided the documentation from her shrink saying, hey, yeah, emotional support animals are beneficial to people with mental health difficulties. Uh, she goes on to say that she's very disappointed the fact that uh, those chickens, she calls them her girls, uh, live in her private home that she pays mortgage on and people that don't live there at all whatsoever and aren't affected by said chickens are interested in being a part of it. She says that uh, her girls, quote-unquote, give her emotional support that medicine can't. She says she's just disappointed in the whole situation. She says, my girls have changed my life in a positive way, and she says, I'm not removing them at all. She says, all my family's dead. My mom, my dad, my brother, my husband, they're all gone, and these girls are all that I have. So I'm interested to see what the federal judge is going to say about her. I sympathize. That That is horrible, mm-hmm. right? She lost all those people, and these are the only people that she connects with. You can't move people. somewhere where there's established rules. You sign a paper that says, I understand there are established rules. Right, right, right. And now be pissed that those rules still exist. Right. Also. You have to move. How? What's the life expectancy of a chicken? Ooh, that's a very good question. I'm just saying, I don't Delicious, think. Delicious, that's I, long enough. I don't think that they're <laughs> a like. butter, garlic maybe, a little lemon. Like a puppers where you can get eight to ten years out of them or however long they live. Like, I feel like. A mo- 13. Oh, 13. I think she's taking care of them. But. <laughs> I feel like chickens, that's not something a good thing to get attached to. Eight to 12 years. Oh, my God. Eight that's to crazy. 12 years. Have you ever seen an old chicken? I don't think I've ever seen an old chicken. <laughs> you looked that up. I'm going to quickly read my story. Okay. Cows lost during hurricane found months later. So Hurricane Dorian happened in September in North, off the coast of North Carolina. And it hit uh, Cedar Island and swept all the wildlife off the island because like a mini tsunami happened, pulled all the wildlife off the island out to the ocean. They found three cows five miles away on the outer banks, and they believe the cows swam there. What? What? It's amazing. I did not know cows could swim or that chickens, you know, don't age pretty much. Right. (laughs) Chicken collagen. You ever heard of getting that injected? No. At least put on... (laughs) Okay, Uh, all these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's Morning Show, the Big Man Morning Show. The Assault continues next, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945. Joining us is from the 1430 The Buzz is the, the very uh, laughing pop. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, how are you? I was just thinking uh, and hearing the return, like when we send stuff off to our voice guys and have them read things, like, do you ever think he sees the copies like, Kimpy, what in the hell am I reading that for? What? Yes. What? I don't know. It just hit me. It's funny. Uh, so we've got high school football playoffs happening. So many local teams are playing from uh, Sepulpa to Bixby to the usual suspects in Owasso and Bix- uh, Broken Arrow and Jinx and everybody. Uh, and I know I'm missing some you know, really good teams that are playing. But there was an announcement yesterday from the Oklahoma Secondary. Uh, the uh, Hold on. Oklahoma Secondary Stupendous Athletic Association. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you might replace stupendous with school. Yeah, damn it. Uh, yeah, close though. Yeah. O double S double A. The they've been talking about <laughs> Sam this almost for fell a while. out of her chair. By the way, she was like, "Wow, it's an adorable little acronym you got there, friends." 
Well, I mean, well, that's how they refer to themselves. So, I mean, it's not like I came up with it. <laughs> I'm not that smart, Sam. Uh, they had an announcement yesterday. They've done this in the past, and they got away from the model. If you remember a few years ago, they were doing all the championship games in Stillwater at OSU. And they went away from that, and now they've been scattered all across the state. Typically, they try to find a place that's in between the two schools that would play. And this year, they are going back to the championship weekends. So all seven state championships for high school football will be played at the University of Central Oklahoma at Wantland Stadium there in Edmond. So that means 6A1 all the way through 3A will be played over a two-day period on December 6th and 7th. And then 2A, Class 2A through A, their title games will be held on December 14th. So the Coaches Association thought that this has, is a better model. They've been pushing for it the last couple of years. Something similar to what Texas does, where all 12 of their championship games are played at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, where the Cowboys play over a four-day period. So they say if we have success here in year one, we'll likely sign a three- to five-year deal on this. Now, I was a part of the final year they did them in Stillwater, and their thought is it's kind of an event, and you might have people that want to go into the stadium and watch two to three games a night. The problem with this is that I see personally is you can't have the Texas model because the Texas model is indoors. It's effing cold on December 14th and December 6th and 7th. People are just freezing their you-know-what's off sitting there in the stands. I don't know what the retention rate is for people that are going to watch their son or their family member playing a championship game if they want to, say, hang out and go watch the 4A game that's a couple of hours later. I don't really know what that retention is. I don't think it's that big. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But And, and there's no that, indoor facility in the state, right? No, there's not. Not big enough to hold to hold championship games like that. And that's not me knocking on Wantland Stadium in Edmond because it's really nice. It's, it's one of the, the better small college facilities in the entire country. So they have nice facilities. But it's not – stop comparing it to Texas. The weekend itself is – but, man, all that's indoors. Like, it's comfortable. And you go – like, the AT&T Stadium is an experience in itself. No one goes to Wantland and just says, oh, well, here's Wantland. I'm going just to see that stadium. Right, right. That it, To me, it's it's um, kind of a bizarre model because it creates a favoritism for the other side of the state, especially when there's so much dominance from the east side of the state. So to me, it's a little bizarre from that standpoint, but we'll see how it works. I think it makes more sense to spread it out, get them done like you're pointing out with the weather. I, The question has already been asked. So in years in the past here, when it's been like a Jinx Union dominant 6A1, and they had to drive to Stillwater to play. Everyone said, this is dumb. Why, why do we have to drive to Stillwater to watch these two teams play? That question was brought up, and they said, would there be a case where maybe they would still play in the Tulsa area? And they said, no, we're going to deem the Coaches Association pushing for this, meaning that they want to go off-sites and play somewhere. So you still have that factor in, and I, I still think that that seriously limits the amount of people that you get in your stadium compared to them playing at TU if they want to go watch it here in the Metroplex other than having to drive to Edmond to watch those two local teams play. Yeah. That's just a common sense thing to me. But what do I know? They didn't ask they didn't ask my opinion. <laughs>
nor should they, <laughs> quite frankly, if we're just being honest about it. Tonight's on 1300 The Buzz, Thursday night football. It is the Cleveland Browns. Still, their slim playoff hopes alive. It's weird to think that they still have a shot at the playoffs, to be quite honest about it. But tonight, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns. Pre-game at 530 on 1300 The Buzz. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. All right, stupid corporate cram down right now. They're forcing us to take a 30-second break. But we'll be right back, so don't go anywhere. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And we have tickets to Puddle Mud we're going to give away coming up. Plus, we've got Conspiracy Thursday. Plus, we got Top List we're going to cover. Let's see what Gimpy wants to talk about as Thursdays is his day. His day. Be around the world, take my strong hand, get on the Gimp train, on the Gimp train. Be around the world, take my my strong hand, get on the Gimp train, Gimp train. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you think it's safe as a society to say that we put uh, rock stars and actors like on a pedestal, right? You think that's safe to say, yeah? Yeah, they're famous. They're modern day royalty. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I've always wondered, like. I don't know if you do or not, but, like, what did you do before you got famous, right? Because not everybody, unless your name's Corbin Pierce, went to school and got into the industry and stayed there ever since. That's fair to say about yourself, right? I mean, I know you've had other jobs, the the chicken collector and detasseling corn and ot knots. But for the most part, you went to school for radio yeah. and then got into radio and you've been in ever since, sure. right? So I'm like, all right, so what did, what did some of these guys do before they got famous? So I did some searching, right? We just heard Pearl Jam before we came back. Eddie Vedder. You'd think, man, he's a phenomenal guitar player. He was born with it, right? Mm. Nah, man. He was a security guard before he got famous. I didn't know that. Apparently he got fired for playing his guitar too much. Cool. All right. Some of these that I found, I'm like, I could see that. Other ones I found, I'm like, no way. For example, Keith Richards, right? Legendary guitar player for the Stones. Right? Yeah. He was a ball boy. A ball oh, boy. For, for soccer, right? No, for tennis. He would ah. be the, He's the kid that when the ball hit the net or whatever or went out of bounds, he'd run and go get it real quick and then get right back to the line. All right? Okay. Didn't see that one coming at all whatsoever. I mean, where he grew up, that makes sense. Because that's a big sport yeah. where they're at. Uh, same way with Lars from Metallica. Okay? He wasn't a ball boy, but he was a tennis player. He went to school for it. Uh, apparently, his dad and his grandpa both were like professional, famous tennis players in, in Denmark, where they're from. And uh, yeah. He, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I think you got some there. Man. So he went to school to become a professional tennis player, and then realized this isn't for me. I mean, I'm good, but I'm not going to be on a professional level. Good. So we started rocking out instead. All right, cool. Didn't see that one. Gene Simmons. Man, with Kiss on their 17th farewell tour or whatever. He wasn't always a rock star. Apparently, he was, a, uh, he was an assistant to the editor at Glamour and Vogue magazine. Didn't wow. see that one coming. All right. Well, maybe that's where he got his makeup tips at. How old was, how, like, what year was that? It, uh, early 70s. 
it doesn't really say like what year or whatever it was, but it just says before uh, while teaching in, at an elementary school and being a lifeguard at a hotel pool. Those were a couple of his jobs. He also was an editorial assistant for Glamour and Vogue. Because I knew that I knew the teacher one about him. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a teacher. And I didn't. I didn't know about that either. It's like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. So what? You were you went and got coffee. You laid out these pictures, or whatever. All right. Jack White uh, come to town quite often. People, I see him on Facebook all the time. Hey, look who I ran into. Da 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 da. Apparently, before he was with the uh, White Stripes, and before he got, he was an upholsterer. Now, this is a neat little thing about Jack White is that uh, he would he would put the upholstery on the furniture or whatever. But what he would do is he'd also like inside some of the furniture that he would build or whatever. He would like hide demo tapes and songs that he had written inside the furniture. So if you ever happen to take one apart or whatever, you know, kids jumping on it, dogs tear it up, you could potentially come across some of Jack White's way earlier stuff. I was like, that's that's cool. Didn't How see random. Yeah, didn't really see him being an upholsterer either, but he kind of, looking at it now, you're like, all right, I can kind of see where, you know, you work with your hands. You like that craftsmanship sort of thing. Stop shoving your demos in my cushion. <laughs> your D. Like. <laughs> right? Ozman. Ozzy, the FN Prince of Darkness, right? He was a jack of all trades before he made it big. This cat worked as a construction worker, which I think, all right, that seems about right. You know, you're needing some money, whatever. You're going to go hang some drywall whatnots. But that wasn't it. He was also a plumber's uh, apprentice, okay? And he also worked as a car horn tuner at the factory, he was the guy that I guess tuned it into the key of F because most car horns, you know, blow at the key of F. But after all that, he also worked in a slaughterhouse. And that's what I'm talking about. I kind of see Ozzy working at a slaughterhouse early life. I mean, those all sound like um, jobs you get right out of high school. Like yeah. Pretty much, every, I mean, the teacher, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Because uh, well, most of these guys were young when they joined their bands. Right, right. Um, Jonathan Davis was another one that I stumbled across. Okay. We know. He's into some weird stuff. He collects stuff from the dead, right? Like uh, famous serial killers. I think he's got like a Dahmer's refrigerator or something like that. Okay, so he's a collector of that weird macabre stuff. But he was an embalmer, even went to school to become and learn more about the trade of being an embalmer. I'm like, well, that's cool. Apparently, he liked it. He, he ended up really liking it, but the band took off, and look at where he's at now. Way cooler than being an embalmer, I think. I don't know. He... I don't know. Yuck. He might he might return to that field. <laughs> right. Many people would want to get embalmed by Jonathan Davis. I mean, you would never know, but your, your ghost would know, as Sam would say. Mm-hmm. Right. Along those lines, right, Rod Stewart, wake up, Maggie, right? I, I think I got something to say to you. He was a grave digger. He'd be the one out there digging the graves for them to put the box down in. All right. Didn't see that one coming at all whatsoever. Along the lines of, like, Sam, um, Beyonce. Sammy, do you know what Beyonce did before she made it famous? Ooh. No, if, I if don't you had know. To guess, she, she had I to have been, like, 16 when she when, when Destiny's I, Child was a thing. They mm-hmm. were pretty young, weren't they? Yeah, they were super young. I think they were, like, 14 when they started. And, mm-hmm. like, her dad um, made the three girls, like, run in heels to get cardio and sing and, like, was training them from a very young age. Like, he knew this is what was going to mm-hmm. happen. Apparently, she was a hairdresser before she made it big. I'm like, all right, I could kind of see that. I could see her working in the beauty shop, you know, doing some hair or whatever. Uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's pretty obvious. Snoop Dogg sold weed. But 
outside of smoking or smoking and selling weed, he worked at a grocery store as a bag boy as well. I'm like, all right, because he was young too when he got on the grind. He was like 19 mm-hmm. when Dre found him or whatever, and then he's been doing his thing ever since. All right, Fergie from the Black Black Eyed Peas. Apparently, she was a voiceover artist, and she did the voice of some uh, Sally. And Charlie Brown and some of the Charlie Brown episodes. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Cool. Now I want to go back and kind of look and see, you know, which ones, which ones she was a part of or whatever. Um, Kurt Cobain says here that Kurt Cobain was a janitor. I could kind of see that too. You know, like you said, straight out of high school or whatever, you know, just needing to make some money or whatnot. So he, and upon with noodles from the offspring, he was a janitor as well. He ended up having, you know, clean bathrooms. He worked at a school or whatnot like that. Uh, Mick Jagger, before we started singing about brown sugar and not knots, he, my friend, was a porter at a mental hospital. What does a porter do? Well, what he does is he pretty well just pushes mental patients from one place to another. Yeah, he goes and gets patients. Mm. Carts them okay. around, takes them where they need to go, makes sure that they're taken care of. All right. Right. Total remedial jobs. Yeah. That you can make money mm-hmm. and don't take a lot of effort and you can still focus on your career. Absolutely. Cindy, Cindy Lauper, always been a bit of a weirdo. Girls just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says that she was a dog kennel cleaner, which is a job that I do not want. If you've ever been out to the pound just looking for a, yeah, a puppy to gross. take home with you, yeah, it's yuck. disgusting. But that was her gig. And she also worked at, like, you know, the mall piercing ears and whatnot. All right. I could kind of see. I could see her doing the ear piercing part, not so much the dog cleaner. At Claire's. Yeah. Right, right. Now sit still, little girl. This is only going to hurt. You're going to feel a pinch, but you'll look amazing. Uh, Moby, you know, the techno guy, apparently he was a golf caddy. That's what he did before he got started. All right, that's cool. I could dig that. I could dig that. Chris Cornell of the famed Soundgarden, rest in peace, Chris C. He's a fish handler. Fish I mean, handler. Seattle, yeah. Working on the docks oh, or whatever. Like where you catch him? Uh, no, that's just a place. Oh, that's that's just a place. It's just a famous tourist trap. Oh, I want to. I want to go there and catch a fish. It looks fun. Just one. There's no way you would catch a fish. We yeah. can do that here. Don't they throw the? Uh, no, no, you got to be there. The Seattle, the fog, the rain. You got to have like the plastic thing on. And they throw the fish. They're like ready. <laughs> your wetsuit. Yeah. They're not going to put you in a Van Camp's outfit <laughs> <laughs> to catch a fish. <laughs> I thought that's what you do there. What do you mean? That like you could go there and do that. You can, you can you go can. there and fish. They just... don't throw everybody a fish. Oh. You can, but they don't put you in a Van Camp's outfit I thought to they, do it. They would give you, like, the whatever, the rubber apron, and then, you know, one, two, three, pay 15 bucks, catch a fish. Doing Seattle things. Catching <laughs> fishies. <laughs> That's no. a job that I don't think that I could handle, man. I mean, I like fish. It's delicious. I love to fish, but I think the smell would get to me. Working on a dock, pulling fish off a fishing boat is mm-hmm. what I believe he's describing. Yes. Mm, okay. That is not fun. When you're that dealing is stinky and gross. Tons yep. and tons of fish every day. Every day. I could see how somebody would want to break out of that and be like, screw this, I'm going to go sing my sad songs about fishing. The guys in a perfect storm didn't look happy. <laughs> uh, Stevie Nicks. Famed Fleetwood Mac. You know, Fleetwood Mac's been around forever, right? And even before Stevie Nicks was part of it, apparently she was a a cleaner for the producer or whatever, and in a way to pay him back, right, to pay her back, thanks for cleaning my house, appreciate everything you've done for me, now I'm going to put you in this band, Fleetwood Mac. So he got her and Lindsey Buckingham hooked up, boom, and Fleetwood Mac, and now Stevie Nicks is the face of that legendary band. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. 
because she was so young mm-hmm. when she joined Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sting, Sting from the police, right? Mm-hmm. He was a tax officer. He'd he'd be the guy that'd come in and harass you over your your taxes you didn't pay or whatever. You I don't pay. know about <laughs> all that. That would be pretty awesome, though. I mean, you, you here you are struggling with life or whatever, and then you know a couple of years later, you know, I, I, I know that guy. He came to my office, harassed me over my tax debt or whatever, and now look at him. Now look at him. He's part of the uh, part of the uh, the police there. So well, well, but no, I think that maybe we're getting a cultural thing here. What do you mean? Well, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, he, isn't he British? Yeah, he's British. So a tax officer might not mean the same thing, right? Ah, uh, okay. It, it might be the person that you know when you enter this the country, you have to pay a tax to. Like it could be. Not the taxes it's we're not, thinking of. It's not the guy in the black suit going, it's, you didn't pay the taxes, we're here to collect. Right, right. Like, uh, what was that, Matthew McConaughey's part and uh, True Detectives? They would called him the tax man because he always went around with that little black book of whatnots of his. Uh, well, True Detective, he was a detective, but yeah. I, right, they called him the tax man is what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, there's a lot of them in there, and I just thought it was fun. I was like, all right, so these guys, as much as we put them up on a pedestal and we worship these rock gods, they were just normal human beings like you and I. So as you're sitting there in your cubicle or, you know, you're sheet meddling, right, like the guy from Slayer or whatever, uh, you could just simply hold on to that dream and be like, you know what, one of these days I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to make it big. You as will. long as you're under the age of 21. Well, you don't think you can do it at the age over 21? Mm, no. I think you're statistically, it's even harder. Ah, Most of the people we've stars. talked about mm-hmm. were all under the age of 22. They were young. They were young. Most of them started. were 19. For sure, for sure. But I say, keep reaching, man. You'll yeah, get it. no, for sure. Hope is a fantastic drug. Absolutely. Uh, all right, we'll be back. The Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. And we've got Conspiracy Thursday coming up. But right now, we're going to play a game and give away tickets to see Puddle of Mud at the Cares Ballroom on November 30th. Along with the top two bands from our Battle of the Bands contest, the deadline for that is uh, tomorrow at 5. So get yours in. Uh, your one song demo more at KMOD.com. Schnip, schnap, schnur, current record is? Well, Sammy's in the lead with 17. I have 13, and you have 12. Last week's winner was? Well, that'd be Sam. So Gimpy and Corbin at 918-460-KMOD, 918-460-KMOD. Call up, decide who you want to give clues to try and win tickets to Puddle of Mud. Good morning, you're on the air. What is your name? Brenda. Brenda? Bridget. Bridget, I'm sorry. Bridget, who do you want to read clues, Corbin or Gimpy? (sighs) Corbin. Bridget, 60 seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? Yes. This is a French, it looks kind of like a half moon, a French um, baked good. It's kind of like a half moon, and it's made with, they're super buttery and flaky. Uh, French bread? No. Um, think of the, uh. they, they, they roll them up. You Sometimes they're confused to be crescent rolls. Uh, um, oh, my gosh, I don't know. Um, 
What? Okay, I'm trying to get you to say one of the words. What is the uh, thing that uh, Jesus got nailed to? Cross. Okay. And then what is the little bug that invades picnics? Uh, flies. Nah. No, they can carry uh. like 20 times their weight. Oh, gosh. Not your uh, uncle, but... Your aunt. Yes. So now put the those two words together. And I don't know. Say the first, the other word first. Jesus was nailed Aunt, to. <laughs> Aunt Cross. <laughs> Aunt Cross. Cross. Cross Aunt. <laughs> I mean, that's the Oklahoma way to say it, but um, we got zero, Bridget. It's okay. Listen, don't go anywhere. If if Gimpy gets zero, two, we're going to have to see who wins, okay? Okay. All right, hang, hang on. Should have passed. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Billy. Billy, how are you? Good, how are you? All right, man. Thank you. All right, so timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? Oh, thank you. I wasn't laughing at you, Billy. Everybody, come back. All right. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Liz. Liz, you have sixty seconds to get at least one. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Snoop Dogg, Willie Nelson, and myself smoke a lot of this. Hot weed, oh, Yeah, there you go. You got it. Uh, this is a game that you place indoors or on the sand. It has a net, and you bounce it back. Volleyball. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is the thing you screw into a fixture to get uh, to illuminate your room. Light bulb. Yeah. This is uh, something you go to the dentist, and they give it to you. Kind of numb the pain, but it'll make you giggle. Novocaine? No, no, no. Think of more Laughing of... Gas. There you go. This is... Oh, on your car, you have these in front so you can see the road ahead of you. Windshield. No. What What? What? What illuminates the road in front of you? Oh, headlights. There you Sorry. go. Uh, we burn these. We used to anyway. Coal is one of these. Gas is known as a what for your car? Fuel. Okay. So dinosaurs, when they're dead and they're buried, you find their what? There you go. This is when you cut yourself, you'll and it heals up. You have a scar. Yep. Uh, this is what sit up straight, sh- straighten your back. That's known as time, time, time. Congratulations. You're getting those tickets to see Puddle of Mud when they're in town at the end of the month. Okay. Awesome. Great job. Hang on the line. Now repeat after me because everybody knows Bridget, to say we got smoked would be an understatement. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. the word we were trying to say, do you know what it is yet? No. Croissant. Oh, my God. Croissant. We've never done this before, but I want to ask you, so what what clues should I have given for croissant? You know, it was like in my brain, because I work with food, and I was like, oh, my God, what is that? But I don't know. You, you did good. <laughs> it was just me. Okay. You work in food, too. I just want to make sure I heard that part correct. Yes, that's the worst part of it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) What kind kind of food do you work in? Uh, So I cook for, like, the little kids at a daycare. So everything, bread, you know, spaghetti, everything. (laughs) And cross ants. Yeah. (laughs) Cross ants. Right on. Well, I appreciate you, Bridget. Have a great day. You too. All right. See you later. 
I give you any other clues I should have given for that? You nailed it, man. It is a flaky pastry uh, made in France, mostly. Um, you can get these at the Sonic, not not on the toast, uh, the yep. Texas toast, right? But you get these as like a breakfast Sometimes sandwich. Sometimes breakfast sandwiches, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you couldn't have gotten any. Sometimes filled with chocolate. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. And then this is the one that he ended on. Uh, when you are going to finishing school, they teach you how to have good... You put books on top of your head to learn how to have straight. Straighten your spine. Straight posture. Posture. Is the word posture. So now the record is. Well, that uh, keeps Sammy at 17, moves me to 14, and keeps you at 12. We'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. It was announced yesterday that uh, Friends is going to do a reunion show and that they're going to come back together for one more show. I don't want to see them old. I know, and like... They cannot live in the same apartment. (laughs) They can't. If these people, if they do this show, Mm -hmm. and these people still live in the same apartments, Mm -hmm. not married, right, then their lives are a disappointment. Well, I mean... I'm not saying if you're single, you're a disappointment. I'm saying they live in the most opportune Mm -hmm. city in the world. Mm -hmm. They haven't done anything with their lives? They've done nothing. Except age? Except age. (laughs) Well, what are they going to give us in 30 minutes that is really worth it? Like, I I mean, even all of their stories, if Ross and Rachel, whatever, have a bunch of kids and so do they. Like, there's just, it's not fun anymore because, you know, I can watch somebody else's lives in their 45s. Right. Uh, Lisa Kudrow is 56. Not that you you can't be a certain age, right? Because Matt LeBlanc's 52 and Matt Perry's 50. Most of them are about that. But Courtney Cox Mm -hmm. and Lisa Kudrow were the oldest ones on the show. Mm -hmm. Wow. Weird. I don't want to. I I just like to picture young friends having fun at a coffee shop, not That's old fifty year old friends. So what they're going to show them? And gravy. Well, they're not going to be at the coffee shop, right? They'll be at Tai Chi, mm-hmm. right? They'll be they'll be talking about Dateline, right? They'll be instead of you know, hey, did you steal my Playboy from Joey? It'll be, do you have my AARP mag? Have you seen? My they car should not do this. Anywhere? Really, should not. That sounds like a train wreck. Not fun to watch. They should what, not do this. What happened to your faces? Right. <laughs> like, Why are you? Are you? Were you in front of a candle? What happened? Ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of them's really aged well, except for Jennifer's. The only one that I think is like and all Courtney right. Cox. Listen for She's their on a- Cougar Town. So, where are? Where's your loyalty, Gibby? Yeah, she looks very plastic surgery. One, yeah, exactly. Two, all of the. They all look phenomenal for being that age. Oh, they, Matt Perry, man, he looked he looked kind of rough. They, dude, I don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I fifty two, fifty when you fifties, you start <laughs> being unable to hide things. Right. Well, and- so to me, they all, I think they all look great. They look fifty. Oh. Wow. wow. They, they, they took that selfie, like the reunion selfie, and then there was like coke on the phone or some kind of drugs or something, right? No, I don't know what. Yeah, this was just like, I don't know. When she joined Instagram, she posted a photo of mm. them all together. 
This was like a few weeks ago. Yeah, and then look, there was Coke in the picture. Yeah, look on the phone. There's like lines of Coke. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I maybe it was lines of vitamin C. Looks like cocaine to me. <laughs> Who the hell does lines <laughs> of vitamin C? Well, that's what they did in the Wolf of Wall Street when they were doing the movie. Like they were just snorting lines of whatever. But I mean, uh, it looked lines of Coke. Yeah, well, that's that's like a reflection yeah. at best. Yeah. What? Yeah, fight the jump. Several reasons, all right? Nobody's going to do blow off of their phone unless you are in a club somewhere and that's the only thing that you have. And you don't, you can't, your fingernail's not long enough. Exactly. Okay, maybe, maybe I'll buy that. Yeah. It's a huge jump, Sam. And who's going to take their razor blade and chop it up on a brand new iPhone, right? Just so they can get their fix. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, That's funny, though. Where'd you hear that? I mean, I read it online that there was... <laughs> friends are doing drugs for a reunion. I was like, all right, get it. And uh, it's in front of Chandler's face, and he was the one that I thought did drugs, and so I didn't feel like it was that big of a leap. I, I don't know about what he did, like if he did any others, but pills were his thing. Okay. I just knew it was drugs. So that's why I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's <laughs> Hollywood. All drugs are the same. Yeah. <laughs> They're rich enough. They can afford it. They get the good cocaina. Yeah, and if they're doing a reunion and they're all old, man, I mean, they got to have to get that energy somewhere, right? <laughs> right? They could easily just grab a birthday cake, bang, whatever. But I mean, they're they're movie stars, mm-hmm. so they're gonna go ahead and do their cocaine. You, listen, you get me enough money, we'll do a reunion show, right? <laughs> I don't. I get it. I get it. Like you do it for the financial. It's right. Four of them are available. I was gonna say like the ones that are hurting the most are like, come on, Jennifer, just say yes. Like they're because you need her and she doesn't you, need yeah. the reunion show. So I bet she feels obligated to do it for the uh, dollar amount to help out everybody else. Okay. Okay. You have some responsibility, I guess. You're like, fine. I guess if it'll I'll, shut you guys I'll, up. I'll give already. you a charity reunion, right? <laughs> to me, it, I, they've got to go a completely different route. If they're going to do the reunion show, it has to be a completely different route. But then again, I want to see them in the coffee shop. Right? That's, Fuller that's, House, they went back to the full house. Exactly. The house that they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. The Brady Bunch reunions. They went back to the Brady Bunch house. And maybe that's the same kind of take that they're going to take on this one. It's their kids or whatever who happen to live in the same apartment and they all, you know, happen to grow up together. It's some weird coincidence. And, and now they're all over there just kind of, you know, reminiscing, whatever. Who knows? Yeah, but okay. Think of who you're friends with in your 20s yeah. and your, your core group of friends. Yeah. And then in your 50s, you guys are all, there's been no hurt. No one, you know, whatever, stole money out of your wallet before they went to rehab. Like, if it's like, <laughs> like they, they can't pay, they can't paint it like we've been friends the whole time. There's got to be some drama there, of some, yeah. them, some mess up. Okay, right. this is fun. These are, there aren't very many of these reunion specials. You ready? Mm-hmm. The Dick Van Dyke Show Revisited. I don't count that because it was kind of like a skit show. Mm-hmm. So, like, Saturday Night Live reunion. Right? Okay. It's little. you can still keep the same format. Mary Tyler Moore reunion. Okay. Dynasty reunion. Oh. The Golden Girls reunion. Knott's <laughs> Landing reunion. The Designing Women reunion. <laughs> Delta Burke. The Bob Newhart <laughs> show reunion. Oh, my cousin Daryl, my other brother Daryl. Mm-hmm. Those shows, when they did them, everybody went, oh, good God. Mm-hmm. They look old. Yeah. 
That's the fun thing about reunion shows. They are old. No, you could you left you put an extra word in there. Fun. You uh-huh. put <laughs> <laughs> That was an unnecessary word. There's Let it die. Yeah. Just let it be a legend. Yeah, Sam's That's got it. a point there. Yeah, let it don't kill it. Don't shoot it and then be like, what happened? I have no idea. With all the news about the state championship football games in 2019 being played at Central Oklahoma. More news on the high school front were former Jinx football coach Alan Trimble and Stillwater baseball and football standout Matt Holiday will be the Oklahoma Secondary Schools Activities Association, OSSAA. They're 2020 nominees to the National High School Hall of Fame. Trimble was inducted into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame in 2018, guided Jinx to 13 championships over 22 seasons, winning more goal balls in football than any other Oklahoma high school football coach. On a night, OSU got off to a slow start on the road. The Cowboys recovered behind one of their veterans' sharpshooters. Thomas DeZagua made seven three-pointers in a 73-54 win over Charleston on Wednesday night. OSU improves to 3-0, who won just two road games all of last season, have now won back-to-back road games, including a win at Baylor in March for the first time since February of 2018. DeZagua scored 21 points all on three-pointers to help tie his career high. He caught fire in the first half when Charleston took a nine-point lead at one point. Houston ace Justin Verlander added to his lengthy Hall of Fame resume. On Wednesday, he was announced as this year's American League Cy Young Award winner, edging Garrett Cole, his teammates, and the Mets ace Jacob deGrom was named the National League Cy Young Award winner Wednesday, receiving 29 of 30 first-place votes. Right-hander is the seventh National League pitcher to win the award at the last two years in a row. DeGrom, 31, joins Randy Johnson, Tim Lincecum, Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, and Greg Maddox, along with Sandy Koufax on the list of back-to-back winners in the National League. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5, KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. People are sitting in their failed friends reunion special series. Chandler has a colonoscopy, has colon cancer, so they all come together to get colonoscopies. That's pretty funny. Right. Okay. <laughs> They're all gathered around the uh, hospital, watching them. Right. Making sure. That'd be weird. If all my friends gathered around the table while I'm getting a colonoscopy. I'll be like, guys, you got... They would never let you in. It's a medical procedure. They would never let all those people in the room. Yeah, but this is my TV sitcom, so... (laughs) Uh, All right, so Conspiracy Thursday, and today we're going to talk about uh, Jeffrey Epstein and the fact that some believe he wasn't dying... He didn't die by suicide. Right. Uh, And these are some claims that I found online, and... I think everybody has seen the Facebook memes, which are <laughs> unbelievable. There's People rearranging stockings at Target. Oh, yeah. my God. There's one now. It's like ISIS has a new leader, right? And it's uh, Epstein, the picture of his you know, mugshot or whatever, and he's got a hajib on his head and a long beard, and his name is Hadid and I myself. Uh <laughs> Epstein claims he was attacked in his cell on July 23rd. He was found in his cell unresponsive with injuries around his neck. According to the official report, he hanged himself, but many weren't convinced his, quote, attempted suicide, some believed, was really an attack. 
Epstein didn't die until August 10th, if you're keeping track of the dates. Mm-hmm. So it was attempted one time before. Less than three weeks before his death, he was found in nearly the same exact state. Just like on August 10th, he was unconscious and badly wounded. And just like they would find him on August 10th, his guards claimed that he tried to kill himself. The only difference was that on July 23rd, he didn't die. He could tell his side of what happened. He denied that he ever attempted suicide. Instead, he claimed he'd been beaten halfway to death by his cellmate, a former police officer. His defense attorney still insists it was not a suicide attempt. Uh... The cellmate has never been questioned, which you would think would be a likely thing in an investigation from the event the first time. Yeah, immediately. Um, If they did do an investigation, it wasn't thorough because he was, was not questioned by law enforcement at all. He denies ever hurting Epstein. He says that he found Epstein lying in the fetal position, unconscious, on the ground, and helped him. I mean, it's not a big room. It's not like you were in the the workout room. Mm-hmm. You, were, you weren't in the movie room. right? It's a, yeah, 8 by 10. Yeah, it's very tiny. Uh, the accusations against him, he says, were cooked up by guards who were tired of him complaining about the conditions in the prison. Oh, he also claims the guards have told him to shut up about Epstein, and not to talk to the press. He has received, uh, has received, I'm sorry, the message Mr. Tagliadone, Mr. T, received, (laughs) is that he conveys information about the facility or about Epstein's recent suicide. There will be a price to pay, according to his lawyer. Which, why would he still be alive? If if any of that's true, Mm -hmm. why would he still be alive? Yeah, I, I don't know. In a conspiracy, you got to sh- silence the people that can talk. Right. Um, we know this one. He was taken off suicide watch as a reason why he didn't kill himself. Twelve days before his death, he was put on watch in late July, most likely on the 23rd after he was found injured in what guards claim was the attempted suicide, and he stayed on suicide watch. He probably wouldn't have died. Prisoners on suicide watch are put under constant observation They're kept in a special cell that gives the staff an unobstructed view of everything the prisoner does, and they're given evaluations by psychologists. Whether he was suicidal or not, many experts agree that keeping Epstein under constant watch was a good precaution. Uh, However, he was taken off suicide watch six days before uh, he was found dead. And I thought for, like, suicide watch... um that is something they keep you on till they're like extra sure. Like you're on it for a long time. Right. You got to go through review after review after review before they're like, all right, we believe that you're not going to kill yourself. His psychiatrist, after interviewing him, said that the suicide was not warranted. And that's a sentiment shared by those who saw him in his final days who have constantly described him as very, very upbeat and not suicidal. Well, people can appear upbeat that are suicidal. I sure. Feel like that's not... In prison, though, there, I think psychologically there would be some tells. Maybe for <laughs> some of the inmates that have been there for a while. I don't know about because this guy was just fresh in. He'd only been in for a little while as opposed to somebody who's been in there for 20 years. Yeah, and then maybe he's like in a better mood because he's like, oh, I've solved this problem. I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. So now I'm happy. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
have my, you know, extra tasty cake or whatever. Well, I'm not going to be care. here long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> His cellmate was transferred out the day before he died. August 9th was the day he killed himself. It was also the day a federal court released thousands of papers of sealed records on his case. The names of men accused of being his clients were exposed with some of the names of the most powerful men in the world inside. A lot of important people are going to have a really bad weekend, one article stated. Even though Epstein was no longer on suicide watch, he was supposed to be under constant surveillance. But hours before his suicide and right after court documents were released, his cellmate was suddenly transferred. No one was assigned to replace him. And a man who was on suicide watch just days ago was left completely alone. No explanation has ever been given about the transfer. That, okay, that's weird. There should be some sort of documentation on why the transfer happened. Absolutely. And to take him out and not replace him. I mean, prisons are overcrowded as it is. Okay, so why not put somebody else in there? But if you're trying to get rid of all witnesses and anybody that can say, yeah, this is what happened, that makes sense. You could argue he was transferred because of they, the, the, the what they said was the cellmate attacked him. Okay. Right? But then why would they ever put him back in there? Exactly. They would have transferred him before he would have ever went back in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he was supposed to be left alone. He wasn't supposed to be left alone, and there were orders to keep camera surveillance on him at all times, to check on him every 30 minutes, and to never leave him alone in his cell for even a second. The night he died, every single one of those rules were broken. Not only had Epstein's cellmate been transferred out, leaving him alone in his cell, but the guards weren't even checking in on him. On the night he died, the prison was short-staffed. Only 10 of the 18 people who were supposed to be on duty showed up to work, and the two men in charge of monitoring him were both working overtime. Both men fell asleep and didn't bother checking in on him for a full three hours. They falsified the logs to claim they had been doing their job. There were two separate cameras that should have caught anything happening in his cell, and both simultaneously malfunctioned Mm -hmm. the night he died. Listen to this text here. It says, on suicide watch, the inmates are naked with nothing but a suicide blanket. And as guards, we watch them nonstop through a special door. Glad you brought that up. What? They're naked? Listen listen to this. According to experts, the suicide in this prison is damn near impossible. Okay. According to official report, he was found in his cell on August 10th at 6.30 in the morning. The six-foot-tall man allegedly fashioned a noose out of a bedsheet, tied it to his bed frame, and kneeled down to hang himself. No way, according to an ex-inmate of the facility... Saying nearly as uh, saying that suicide at that correctional center is effectively impossible. Mm-hmm. Could he have done it from the bed? No, it's a steel frame. You can't move it. There's no light fixture. There's no bars. The inmate said, "They don't give you enough in there that could successfully create an instrument of death." That makes sense. The statistics but- back up the claim. In the past 21 years at the facility, there's only been one successful suicide and another inmate inmate agreed saying it's next to impossible to kill oneself in jail okay but like um you know like a ro- autoerotic asphyxiation yeah and people accidentally kill themselves by yeah. doing that yeah if is that possible that like if you were to take a bed sheet and even though it's like on the steel frame or whatever that you can't move and you were to kneel down and pass out then you like i, I guess i'm saying that you would not know that you're dying Right. Because there's no struggle. Like in, in like a regular hanging, you jump off something, you break your neck and you, you know, but if you're just pass out, I, I could, how is that not possible? I'm under the impression that what he did was he made 
a noose. He tied a knot around his neck, right? Yeah. And then he lifted, I guess, maybe the spring or on a corner. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then got on his knees and just fell forward. But even then, that's still, I mean, you really have to want to kill yourself to, because you've got the opportunity at any point in time yeah. to lift yourself up and keep yourself alive. Yeah. Not you if you pass many, out, though. You say it many times, the human body is built to stay alive. It's built to survive, yes. Right. I, listen, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not making a case for it. Right. That's, that's the point. Your human body's designed to survive. How do you do it from a kneeled position, mm-hmm. right? In the case of like Chris Cornell, mm-hmm. right? And some of those other ones, there was no, there was too late. Right. When they wanted to save them, when their body went to survival mode. But I'm, I guess my question is, how can that not be the case here? Well, right, he's that's on his what knees, right? To think about like with like Chris Cornell, what, you know, those other ones where they, they fall on the ass, right? There's not an opportunity to get up and move your legs to lift yourself up for the body to survive. But if, but if you're on your knees... And you've passed out, your weight is still on your neck, right? I, I guess I just don't see yes, the but, difference. But the body would, be, in my opinion, would be so limp yeah. that it would, wouldn't would fall taut. It would fall forward? It would fall forward, maybe then ex, ex, using all of the, the, the mm-hmm. bed sheet. Mm-hmm. But then you would fall and the slack would then be created. Think of uh, people that use a tow rope to pull out a tree. What happens, <laughs> right? The, the tree, it... it goes fully expanded, and then either the truck comes back or the other end gives away. Yeah. So the same thing would hold true is if he fell forward and became limp, he would then use all of the extra sheet, but then fall backwards, be yanked backwards, or fall down to the side, Hmm. and then there would suddenly be slack. So if he's found on his knees, then it's not possible, but if he was found on his ass, then it could have been possible. I'm not saying it's damn near impossible. Mm -hmm. In my doctor experience of understanding (laughs) how bodies die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it was reported on 4chan before it was in the news. How does that happen? 4chan being a website with, um, that is, to be honest, been involved in a lot of crazy things. Mm -hmm. True. But, um, I could, uh, a hundred percent see that happening because you've got people that work at a prison and they're like, oh my God, this high profile person killed themselves. I'm going to text my friend and tell them like, oh, sorry, babe. I won't be home. Sorry, friends. I can't join you for dinner tonight because this crazy thing happened at work. Epstein killed himself, and I'm going to be here, and I feel like that could leak pretty quickly, especially people that are paying attention to that specific person in the story. Like you You'd hear like that, to think that. You hear that, and you're like, ooh, I want to go to 4chan. I want to be the first to break this because now I'm important. Right. Another uh, text here says, kneeling down, trying to hang yourself would not cause the amount of damage he had to his neck take something more powerful than that. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. You're jumping ahead on me on some of these. This is, to me, one of the big alarming things. Mm-hmm. He's covered up this before. He covered up his sex scandal before. Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that the people he would be involved with could cover it up again, this time at the cost of a human. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This case at the cost of somebody participating or in this, you know, running mm-hmm. the child sex trafficking mm-hmm. ring. Okay. So they have the means. Mm-hmm. The before the means were you don't die. This time the means were you die. I could buy that. Uh, he had injuries on his wrist and arms, as Gimpy pointed out from the text. His brother collected his body and said that he had more than just injuries to his neck. That he had injuries to his wrist on both contusions on both of his wrists and an abrasion on his left forearm and a deep muscle hemorrhage on his left deltoid. Hmm. 
Those are unexplained, and autopsy backed those claims up. Could was he have- handcuffed and struggled with someone holding his wrists? Could he have gotten those injuries before because he'd been beat up and stuff that that he had been hurt before, but that's not the cause of that happening that day. Twelve days would have been enough for it to heal to a point where it wouldn't have been note. Right? Oh, okay. Right. okay. Right? Think of like mm-hmm. a bruise. Twelve right. days after a bruise, it looks completely different. You still know there's a bruise there, mm-hmm. but it's not. You can just by looking at it tell the damage. You can tell that it's old. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, of course, experts are saying that it's more consistent with murder, his wounds are. Uh, there was an, there was a, he points to fractures on his neck, which again, from your knees, I don't know how that happens. Mm -hmm. He would literally almost have to like fling himself forward. Yeah. Violently. Yeah, and that would be hard to create that much momentum to put that much pressure to break your bone. And not to mention the amount of noise that it's going to make. Let's just say, for example, he did use, he used the bed, right? That's that's what I hear. So with that, that, that steel frame bed, it's if you're throwing yourself forward trying to, you know, create that force you need to snap, your, other inmates are going to hear it. Other guards down the block are going to hear not it. Not if they're TT99. Not every guard in the blo- in the, in the prison was asleep, right? I get those two that and were weird supposed noises, to watch him. I would imagine weird noises mm-hmm. happens in prisons in prison all the time. Would be quite common. I could buy that in the middle of the day, but at nighttime when everybody's asleep, I don't know when he killed himself. But I just I feel like there could be there would be a commotion, there would be noise, and people would hear it and be mm-hmm. like, "What the hell is going on down there?" Medical researchers say that these types of fractures are twice as common in homicides as they are in suicides. According to one study, they can occur in about 25% of suicides, but even then usually occur when the hanging is particularly violent, which is what we just talked about. And to me, the thing that crosses some of these things out, one, so it can happen. There's a 25% chance. Mm -hmm. You have less odds of winning the lottery, and we all do that thinking we're going to win. So to me, all right, that cancels out the injury part, right? The no, it's impossible to kill yourself in this, you know, in prison except it's happened one other time. Okay, then it can happen. That one other time from a hanging or like they smuggled something? Okay. Didn't say. According, and here is the big part for me in terms of the hanging. According to one medical textbook, a drop of about five to nine feet is required for injuries like he received. Mm -hmm. They're not typical when a man chokes himself with a sheet tied to a bed frame. And that's what we've been talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not enough. He could choke himself out, mm-hmm. but he, breaking his neck, someone would maybe have to, have to have their foot on him, something, which would explain like they had their foot on him, killed him, right? His neck snapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheet gave way, fell on his hands mm-hmm. and his side, fractured, you know, hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging the muscle of the deltoid. Right. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. And then, oh, he did it himself. Yeah. Hmm. You've already got the evidence that guards were annoyed by him. Yeah. You already got the evidence the guards were overworked. You already got the evidence the guards were tired. So irritable would be an easy get. Okay. So you're kind of what, not saying, but kind of just alluding that like maybe the, maybe one of the guards. I'm saying as a possible it. scenario, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guards losing their S is not uncommon. Or, oh, got so paid, like, or got paid to do it. 
or got paid to do it. I was thinking that... And making it look like an accident. Mm-hmm. That's what more what I was thinking, is that there's people that probably want him dead, powerful people that he has the information on that want him dead, that be like, mm. uh, that makes more sense than a guard yeah. getting grumpy at him. I'm just saying... Yeah, and, and absolutely. To me, you got to look at all the opportunities, the all the scenarios. Lucifer, her killing him, right, or having her henchmen kill him, mm-hmm. is okay, likely... Equally as likely, he didn't. Mm -hmm. Equally as likely, a guard did it in a state of rage and Mm -hmm. frustration and overworked. It's a. There's some interesting, compelling arguments here. So it was officially like when they took the body back, it was ruled a suicide. So even if the state, the state medical examiner Mm -hmm. said it was a suicide, who is a Uh, government agent, right? So A a, a hired one by his brother said it. The injuries are more conclusive of a murder. So I guess the reason I brought that up is because it is uh, very hard to get a death certificate changed. So even if we're like, oh, this is what we think, we believe, it's going it doesn't to go matter. Down a suicide by hanging yeah. on his mm-hmm. death certificate, yes. Yeah, the state issues the death certificate. The state it's autopsy decides what goes on it. Right, so even if uh, the guards did it for whatever amount of money, then the government is like, or you know, the state corner is like, oh yeah, for sure, hanging. There we go. There's Filed. a lot of greasy palms in this. One, yeah, if that's the case then a lot of them. That's that's any, what I'm saying. There, it's any like more government than just... conspiracy mm-hmm. requires that. Any government Getting conspiracy. Paid off. A lot of hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because just even if it's just between these, what, the state coroner and the guards that were doing it, so one powerful person, like there's no way there's more There's more than three people involved to make this happen. Now, so, to, to me, a likely mm-hmm. scenario is a guard got angry. Mm-hmm. I think this prison's a privately ran prison, if I remember correctly. Okay. Shareholders, right? And so they... Did, wanted to cover up to save the stock price. You, I, I would think that, to me, it's more believable that there's powerful people that didn't want their names in this guy's mouth. He has evidence. He could talk. and He's already his, talked, though. The, the toothpaste, if you were going to kill him to shut him up, mm-hmm. you're late. Because he well, had already done all that, allegedly. Uh, well... Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Thing. It goes back to the water's only clean because they tell us that, right? They only they... told us he leaked, <laughs> right? They right. only told us that. Right. That's what I'm so saying. That's that's why, to me, the truth is always less sexy than what you think it's mm-hmm. going to be. Mm-hmm. So a less sexier answer is there was a mistake with a guard, mm-hmm. and they're trying to cover it up to save the stock price. Ugh. And he just happens to run this crazy sex trafficking ring with a bunch of really rich, powerful people, yeah. and, and that sucks now. But correlation is not causation. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I I feel like because <laughs> you if it, to be it was sexy, I hear no, you. no 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 because if it was just the, like you're saying the prison guard got grumpy at him, then I don't feel like the state would cover for a prison guard. But I do feel like they would get involved yeah. with all these really rich, powerful people that have already swept the under the rug once. Somebody sent a text and said, how do we know Epstein is dead? How do you know anyone's dead? Right. Tupac living in Africa with Elvis and Hitler. Right. I get it. <laughs> right. Uh, this says, this is the most believable conspiracy ever. Maybe we talk, Sam and I talked off air about Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And Kennedy was such a philanderer that. Pumpkin eating. That. How do you know a jealous husband didn't kill him? True. Again, far less sexy mm-hmm. 
we would much rather believe it was the Cubans or the mafia instead of, or you know, just one rogue guy out to get somebody. <laughs> yeah, then you're banging my wife and I can't do anything about it because you're the president. <laughs> uh, if, you, if your wife's banging the president, I mean, I can see your anger on, on, uh, on, on you, know, you know, you were cheating or whatever, your infidelity. But, I mean, that was the president. You think you can have some kind of, like, you know, what? power there and be like, listen, all right, we're, we're going to make sure that this is not uh, broadcasted. Uh, but here's what I'm going to need, Mr. President. Oh, I, I'm not. I mean, if my wife immunity. is going to have sex with somebody else and cheat on me, I'd rather it be with the president. Get out of here. I mean, Woody Harrelson did it with, you know, Robert Redford. <laughs> right. And decent proposal. Uh, bottom line is Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That's the bottom line. I didn't kill myself. We'll be back. Ford versus Ferrari with Matt Damon and Christian Bale is one of the best reviewed films of the year. See it in theaters tonight. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. We've talked about the dark web before and how it exists. And I don't know anybody that watches or that... I don't know anybody that gets on the dark web. I have had people text me, mm-hmm. right, and tell me they, they, oh, I've seen that on the dark web, right? But I don't have, I personally, I can't speak for you two, have any friends that get on the dark web? No, I don't. I'm sure I do. I just don't know of them. Okay. Well, that proves my point, mm-hmm. right? It's a little bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird thing. Maybe it's the modern day porno mag, right? Like back in the day, you'd have porno mags, but you wouldn't tell anybody, right? Well, because um, what do you need to do on the dark web that you can't do on the regular web? Meaning, like what? I'm it, glad it's... you asked, <laughs> because I have some of the most disturbing websites on the dark web. That's my point. It's because that's what, like, it's is disturbing. Any anything else you can find on the regular web. So if you're telling me that you are my friend and you're going to the dark web, I automatically think. What chomo things are you looking at? There is a game on the dark web called Sad Satan, and it is a game containing uh, the player just walks through a tunnel of lights, shadows, and weird noises, and there's various images that flash up, one of which is Jimmy Savali meeting with Margaret Thatcher, which makes the user think that child abuse is the main inspiration for the game, according to a YouTube post. The theory behind Sad Satan, that this is more of a snuff movie than a game. Users claim that the images of pedophilia and sound bites of children screaming are real, as the screams are too haunting to fake, according to users. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I could fake screaming pretty well and trick you. Another one. Dead Girls. This site is exactly what you think it is. It's for necrophiliacs out there. Ew. Dead oh. Girls offers... Pages showing pictures of dead girls, not sharing how they die. Users have said the photos range from ages 5 to 16, all dying in various ways and means. Disgusting. Another one, Meet My Sisters. It's a porn site that is basically incest and sex slavery. They have that on Pornhub, too. Well, they just have you that don't in know the it's titles. Real, though. That's the thing. So how would you know on the dark web if it was or not? She like, here's our theory. birth certificate. 
So this is the site. This is from the site. Quote, my dad has always had a strange liking for his girls. They both were raised with a lot of sexuality at home. He taught me to obey his commands and wishes. A few nights in the cold and dark basement and some other small punishments had been very successful. They grew up as his private little sex toys, always ready to please. Once he had a friend, once he had a friend at their house and he made some compliments for so-and-so's nice ass. My dad offered him to have a contact with her for a few bucks, and the idea was born. Since then, my dad regularly invited friends of his to visit my little sisters. My sisters got very popular in the area, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. Yeah, yuck. And it's videos of it. Another one that makes no sense. These are dark place on the dark web. These are places that exist on the dark web, allegedly. Stillborn baby collection. It's a website uh, for women to share photos of their stillborn children. What? Seems bizarre, but I have um, seen women that keep photos of that sort of thing. Uh, oh, individual mm -hmm. keeping a photo. Mm -hmm. I can wrap my brain around. But to share it, maybe it's uh, to share like it a and then to go group. search it out to see others mm -hmm. is bizarre. To see other ones for sure. I've known women that have, have stillborns and mm -hmm. they join a support group. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not aware, they've never shared with me, that they then shared pictures of their stillborns together. Yeah, that's just weird. Another, that's demented. Another one called the human experiment. And this is, you may have heard of this. Instead of just random torture, the human experiment allegedly has multiple warehouses around the world where users perform experiments on people such as injecting bleach into pregnant women, as well as starvation, sterilization, and radiation exposure. The results are then published on this site. Theorists state that the people involved are homeless men or women who are plucked from the streets, kind of like bum fightings, mm -hmm. right? The bio for the site says, not all humans are equal. For some of them, uh, some of them were born superior to others. God, man. That's just a few things on the dark web. Allegedly. It's yeah, pretty so heinous. I, yeah. uh, I don't want to uh, know if you're on the dark web. Because I'm automatically going to think that you are watching pregnant women get injected with bleach against their will. Yeah, I'm happy living on the surface web. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that little bit that's just right there that everybody goes to. I'm, I don't need I'm all just, that other stuff. It's all bad news. You know they have confessions of a murderer on Netflix? Mm -hmm. I want confessions of a dark web user. I'm curious to the mind of people that go, how they went, why they went, and why do they continue to go back? Mm -hmm. Because they're demented. Yeah, but I don't think, it, like, I, that's an easy place to get, that they're demented. I don't think it's that easy. I think you go out of curiosity, yeah, and then it just turns in, like, you can't get enough. It's much like people that use heroin for the first time. They have no idea what they're getting into. Then you unlock some weird stuff that you you never knew that you were into. Yes. And you're like, holy crap, yes. this is where I can get all that weird stuff. Oh, my God. And you, you're like, no, 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 this is wrong. Much like people that hide their homosexuality, right? Mm. They're like, no, 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 that's are coming public with their sexuality or admitting that they're homosexuals is that they have a hard time accepting it. Mm -hmm. Right? The human brain works that way. I'm not saying one's connected to the other. I'm saying that your human brain will try to stop you from doing things. Good. Your human brain should stop you from wanting to, like, watch 
people being injected with bleach or other people right, stillborns or whatever it is. The point I'm making is that you don't even know why you're doing it. You just find yourself desiring it. That's the thing. Everybody's got that morbid curiosity. That's why we slow down at the car accident on the highway. Mm-hmm. We want to see. Yep. We want to see is their body hanging out or is, you know, whatever. It's a morbid curiosity. This is just taking it to the nth degree. That's that's what I think. Everybody wants to see, you know, a stillborn baby or whatever, or some weird morbid. I don't want to see a stillborn baby. I just throw it out there as an example. Everybody's got a morbid curiosity of X. I I have a morbid curiosity for a car wreck. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see a body hanging out of a car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So I agree with you. There is a morbid curiosity, but I don't want to see. It's like I. But uh, this, maybe the, I, maybe no. I subconsciously do. I don't know. No, yeah. I think the difference is you seeing a car accident on your way home on your street or the highway you take every day is completely different than going on the dark web and looking at some homeless person be tortured. How? Because um, that is in you. This is a break from your everyday. You always are on that road. You're yeah. worried about if it's your friend or somebody yeah. you know or what happened or if you could help. Yeah. And I feel like the. There's a huge difference between looking at a car accident as you pass and going to look at someone to be tortured. There, I think there's I mean, a huge difference. I think you difference. said it in the beginning. I think both are a break from society. Yeah, to the extreme. To the extreme, <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> I, man, I don't know. I just can't get there. I can't get there either. Yeah. I have no desire. I'm good. I have no desire. But one of my favorite phrases, you don't know what you don't know. And just like heroin, mm-hmm. you're like, I can handle it. And the next thing you know, you're broke and homeless and been in jail 20 times and doing dirty things, for overdosing. Blow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, all right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. Then what you want to say to 82945. Twenty percent of all American couples regret combining finances. In a 2019 study, 78% of US adults in relationships said that keep They keep and manage joint finances with their partner, according to an online insurance marketplace. At the same time, one in five people regret combining finances with their spouses or partner. Respondents who earn more than their partners more commonly feel remorse over combining finances. Duh. Right. Bitches taking all my money. (laughs) Or the females... Making all the money and the guy's taking it. Right. It goes either way. <laughs> 29% of breadwinners within a relationship say they wish they had never folded their partner's money into theirs, while just 16% of lower earners said so, followed by 11% of those who make about the same amount. Gibby, when you and your now ex split, mm-hmm. um, did you guys have a conversation like I'm moving banks or you don't use this account now? No, we had separate accounts. We never had joint accounts. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I did that with all my exes. I've never had a joint account. Right. That's just safer that way. Right. For I, you. Well, I take that back. I did once and I learned my lesson because what happened is when me and number one split, I had just gotten paid, right? 
just got paid, like $500 paycheck, boom. Well, F you, I'm out of here. I go to the bank to pull my money out of the bank, and she had already reported my card stolen. The ATM sucked it up and kept it, and she cleared the bank account. So that's yeah, when that I sucks. made the decision. I'll never, ever have a joint account right. ever again. Was that a discussion? I don't think that's an uncommon story. Mm-hmm. Was that a discussion with any anybody since you since then and, and forward? Like, hey, we're going to be in a relationship, but I will never have a joint account. With I mean, number two, were talked about it. You know, hey, we should probably should get a joint bank account. Duh, 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 just makes bills paying easier. And I'm like, no, nope, I'm good. I'm good on that. I'll bring you the money. You know, and we can pay the bills that way. But I'm not taking that chance. So in your other relationships, sorry, I'm not getting choked up. (laughs) In your other relationships, (laughs) in your other relationships, Uh they never saw how much money you had or did not have. No, I mean, if the question was asked, hey, how much was your check today? I'd be like, oh, it was X amount of dollars. Right. It's whatever you told them. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there was no, let me see that pay stuff. Let me see that bank statement or whatever like that. I'd be like, all right, my check was X amount. We know that we've got to pay this, 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 and this. Yeah. You know, it went that way. Like I said, I don't think that's an uncommon tale. Mm-mm. Isn't it weird how what we do is instead of fixing our chooser, uh-huh. we decide to <laughs> F- fix the system. Fix, try yeah. to fix the system right. rather than I'm just bad at picking. <laughs> right. Because right? uh, mine was the opposite. She, we had separate accounts and she got so far into debt, but we were married. So I was still responsible. Right. Whether I had my own account or not, I was still on the hook. Damn it. All right. <laughs> so it, it don't matter. And I just, I'm a big believer in, because human personalities are so messed up, having tons of transparency. Right. College football news for maybe one of the best teams in the entire country. Ohio State defensive lineman Chase Young will miss one more game for an NCAA rules violation before returning next week against Penn State, the Buckeyes announced Wednesday. Young set out last weekend's game against Maryland and will miss Saturday's game against Rutgers. He admitted last week that he accepted a loan last year from someone he described as a, quote, family friend, but repaid it in full. Insiders say that this was a loan to help his girlfriend in travel expenses go to the Rose Bowl last year, which exceeded the $700 limit, but he did pay that money back immediately, which has helped contribute to him being eligible sooner rather than later. To the NFL, where tonight, 530 on 1300 The Buzz, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers, both teams now have a position or have positioned themselves as still a playoff contender. Much more so for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are five and four coming into tonight's game. Cleveland Browns are three and six, with Baker Mayfield trying desperately to keep Cleveland in this playoff battle. Five thirty pregame with the seven twenty kick on thirteen hundred. The buzz. Speaking of the NFL, Colin Kaepernick continues to make stories and headlines throughout the country. The league has organized a pro day style workout for Kaepernick in Atlanta on Saturday and invited all 32 teams to attend. Most teams said they were either caught off guard and won't be able to send someone to the workouts or they will receive the video that the league has promised to send out of the workout. This is more of a kick the tires type situation on Colin Kaepernick for next season unless one of these teams that are quarterback needy like the Bears decide to take the plunge and sign him for the rest of the season. And one final note, OSU wins in basketball last night over Charleston 73-54. to Thomas DeZagua scores a career high in that game where he made seven three-pointers on the night 
and a big win for OSU on the road, back-to-back road wins for the first time since February of 2018. That's Falstead Wall Sports, Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And coming to town on March 12th at the BOK Center. Tickets go on sale Friday. It is the end of the road world tour at the Canes Ballroom. With Kiss again. So, if you want to see them Thursday, March 12th, will be the final time that you'll get to see them. You have to put a question mark on the end of that. Final I time? think they should change the name of the tour to No, You Hang Up. No, You Hang Up. No, You Hang Up. No, You Hang Up. No, You Hang Up, no, you hang up. No, you hang up Tour. Yeah, that's fun because they've been on one uh, a farewell tour for 20 years now. Uh, I've seen Kiss I don't know how many times. It was the first concert I ever saw in fourth grade. My parents took me out of Miss Guthrie Lovell's class at Southdale Elementary to go see them at the Five Season Center in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh It had all the makings of an awesome experience. We went in December, stood outside, waited for the doors to open. When the doors opened, everyone bum-rushed the the entrance. My, me, fourth, I was in fourth grade. My brother was in seventh grade, right? My parents trying to protect us but get us in <laughs> yeah we had our seats like in a like in the upper rafters right queens open for them Hell yeah. on the animalized tour and it was like open me to like what am i watching this is amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fourth grade fourth grade yeah, that's pretty awesome so as much as i they're coming again <laughs> i i probably will go see them absolutely I seen them last time they were here. That's the only time I've ever seen them. I put on a good show. I've seen them four times total, I think. Mm-hmm. Animalized, hot in the shade, and then their previous two. This is it, tours. <laughs> uh, do you get like? Do you get a concert tee every time you see them? I don't buy kind of- concert T-shirts anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I still had my Animalized tour T-shirt. I've tried looking for it. My brother might have it. Yeah. Uh, if it's not, you know, eaten by moths. <laughs> yeah. But KISS, March 12th, BOK Center. Tickets on sale Friday, BOKCenter.com for the end of the road world tour. <laughs> on Thursdays, we started to do something uh, that we like to call the topless, and it's the BMMS <laughs> top list. It's time for the Big Man Morning Show's top list. Random topics, randomly drawn, with random results. Now here's Corbin, Gimby, and Sam with this week's top list. All right, so right before break, we pulled a category out, and it is actors. Hmm. Actors is the top list today, so we're going with the best actors. 
Are we umbrelling this, or is it just male? I was thinking that same thing myself. I personally think if it's an umbrella, actors, actresses, you know, oh. they're they're all on the silver sure. screen. It makes sense. It's makes just, you know. You didn't put actress in there, did you? No, no, no. Okay. I did not. not that. <laughs> That's when I was thinking about it. Uh, after the fact, I'm like, Meh. That's why you're coming with that, because you're a total misogynist. So. <laughs> F you bitches. I was like, duh, actors, it's just going to be male. Mm-hmm. So I only picked male ones. Mm-hmm. Right, you're 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 a sexist too. Okay. I mean, it says act. I'm a read. She's a sexist. I can I'm read. A it says actors. Actors is not designated to male or female. Yeah, it's just people who act. It's people who act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then why is there the word actress? Because is that just a to nice make the way? women feel because, better. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It was to make the men feel better. God. <laughs> Who do you have, Sam? <laughs> I have <laughs> Denzel Washington. Now, okay, so last week you went one, two, three, four, five. Are we in the right order this time? Great five, question, four, three, Yippee. two, one. Ooh, uh, yes. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Yeah. okay. Denzel Washington. Fair. Tom Hanks. Okay. Jack Nicholson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I feel like I should put a girl in there because I don't want to not. Well, what'd you put down on your list? Uh, Anthony Hopkins and um, uh, Tom Cruise. Really? Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, because I feel like he's like a really good, like crazy serial killer guy. I liked Fracture, and I feel like he plays like a really good like villain. And I felt like I wanted to have a really good villain in there. He's always been that guy. So he's like kind of typecasted as and like you're going to be the bad guy regardless. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a movie with Anthony Hopkins in it where he is... The good guy in it. Yeah, I thought he, I think he plays like a super good villain. So I was trying to get, like, I guess the people I love, and then being like, well, I have to have a really good bad guy all the time. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Why Tom Cruise then? And he's your number one. Yeah, because she, I like, feel she like, needed to get somebody that represented running movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> the action movies. Really short people that can run a lot. Yeah, because I'm thinking that he's like the most famous, and I, I just, I feel like he belongs in that conversation. Okay. What movie specifically for you puts Tom Cruise in the best? Because each one of these actors, you, I would think you have a movie that pops in your brain. Mission Impossible. That is like the best. What? Really? Yeah. Of all the Tom Cruise movies, you went with Mission Impossible, yeah. huh? they made a thousand sequels of it. It's not my favorite. <sighs> sequels but it, don't make a movie great. Well, I mean, or the a, actor it's great It's a huge that. franchise, I guess, is what it I'm saying. It was a huge franchise before mm-hmm. he did it. Yeah, it was a television show. Huge I, I did not show. know that. I only know Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise. Huh. That's Anthony Hopkins. Who's your the big movie for that? Fracture. For, for me, okay. Really? I guess. Hello, Clarice. But uh, my favorite one is Fracture. Okay, so that's with Ryan Gosling. I would have went with Silence of the Lambs. Of course, I think yeah. that was his best yeah. acting right there. That's what he is most known for, don't you think? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I hey, this, so, yeah. that's the beauty of it. Like, this is your top five. So I mean, it, okay. If Tom you, Hanks. He's just America's dad, and he, everything or uh, Toy Story. Sully, like, you just can't not love him. I haven't seen the um, uh, Mr. Mr. Rogers. Roger, yeah. I think you, you left out the word download. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, he's you're right. America's dad yeah, is a great. Yeah, he's America's dad. After mm-hmm. being discounted for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a goof. 
Yeah. You know, Bosom Buddies. Splash. Right. Right. And then the one with the dog. Oh, I love mm-hmm. Splash. Turner, Turner and Hooch. Hooch. Turner and Hooch. You love... Stop love it. Splash. No, you don't. Yes, Nobody I did. loves Splash. Oh, oh my man. God, I yeah, did. Nobody movie. loves uh, Splash. I You're did. wrong on that one. No, I'm not. <laughs> you two on, are lying. No. no, that came on just the other day, and I came in halfway through, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Splash. Okay. With Daryl Hannah, yeah. right? So I started it all the way over again yeah. and watched it from the very beginning. Can I hear a line? I don't know. Okay. But I can tell <laughs> you. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> What's the movie you have for Jack Nicholson? Uh, a Few Good Men. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, too. Yeah, that's a one I think of immediately. Terms of Endearment is the one I always think about with him or The Shining. In, in oh, The yeah. Shining, he is is just unbelievable. I haven't seen the, the new one that's coming out, the quote sequel. Mm-hmm. I hope he makes an appearance. I yeah. hope he makes an appearance in it. If he doesn't, they He's still frozen missed. in the garden? No, he was a ghost. <laughs> yeah. He's a ghost in in there. That's how it ends. He's in one of the pictures on oh, the wall. right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Dr. So, Sleep is the name of the movie, that, that the new yeah, one is coming yes. out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nobody yeah. shines so, quite like you. So, and then Denzel? Uh, John Q. <sighs> Get out of here. I, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I it's love John movie, Q. But, it is a great movie. We've been through this before. That like He's been so many awesome movies. I mean, John Q, I think, is on, it's it maybe top ten. Best, but when it comes sure. to Denzel, like I, I don't, I don't think of that. Training Day or uh, Glory? Mm. Remember the Titans? No, <laughs> that is the worst football movie <laughs> of all time. <laughs> all right, Gimpy, what do you have? All right, so number five, I chose Steve Martin. Man, this guy, he's a good, funny actor. He's put on a lot of good comedies. He's put on some serious parts. Um, he's a great musician. He's just kind of all around a well-rounded. Performer. Okay. okay. What movie are you going with? Uh, I picked, man, it was it was Father of the Bride, okay, was one of his most favorite. The Jerk. If you, if I'm going to have to label it down to just one, probably The Jerk, mo- most likely. I was just a poor black child living in the world. Um, number four, Tom Hanks. Sam and I's list are very, very similar. Tom Hanks, same way. Kind of America's dad. He's been in so many great movies, not only just Toy Story and Sully, and you're going back to, you know, Splash, you got Big, Turner, the, uh, the Green Mile. Mm-hmm. Come on. There's so many that he could choose from that he could play that kind and of. Harry Met Sally. Right. No, he wasn't in Harry Met Sally. Right. Isn't, oh, I'm getting my rom coms mixed up. What's the one Billy where he's Crystal. got the kid in it? Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. Right, with Billy Crystal is the one in Harry Metz. Yeah. Got those mixed up. Yeah. So he's just an all-around great actor, and I'm like, this guy definitely deserves to be in my top five. Uh, Number three here was uh, Denzel Washington. Of course, man, we've talked about him many times, how awesome this guy is when it comes to, to performers and just... Just acting in general, he's on it, man. He he's is on heart. that Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. John Q is a great movie. I agree with you, Sam. Does it belong? Is that the one that sticks out? No, Training Day, man. Training Day all the way. Uh, number two here. We're down to the top two. Morgan Freeman. Morgan okay. Freeman. Such a solid actor. Shawshank, right? I just watched Bruce Almighty yesterday when he's watching, you know, playing the part of God or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I would totally be okay if when I die and it's time to meet the big man, if it's Morgan Freeman's face right there, I'm like, yes, I've been God the entire time. I'm okay with him. He's just an awesome, solid actor. And I'm like a down, down to earth kind of dude. I'm like, I want to have a drink with you. I want to sit back and it didn't have to be a beer or anything. I'd love to sit and just sip some coffee with with Morgan and and pick his little brain. Why are you uh why are you so for the bees, Morgan? Damn. Number one. 
number one, and this was a tough one because I too had Jack Nicholson on my list, but I took him off. He's a well-rounded actor. He's very good. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, uh, with Morgan Freeman, The Bucket List. That's one of my favorite all-time movies ever. But I put down for my number one, Robin Williams. Robin Williams is my number one favorite all-time actor. And I tell you this because he could play something serious. He can make you laugh your ass off. He can make you cry. There's just so much awesomeness that is about Robin Williams that was about Robin Williams that you're just like, how can he not be number one on anybody's list? That's just uh, me. Though. I mean, he pretty much was the same actor in every single movie. What, seri- what do you mean he's good at a serious movie? Okay. What are you thinking of? Uh, let's see. There- Photo Booth was a turd. I'm not, that was a turd, I'm going to say, but that's not on my list right there. For serious movie. For serious movies. Uh, what was that, uh, oh, geez, with Matt Damon. Matt, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. That was a very serious okay. role for him. He yeah, was not he was great in that. the same shticky kind of guy, you know. Phenomenal actor. I'm, to me, to, for, to make the statement of I don't see how he's not the number one actor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is kind of crazy to me. Just because I, I, th- I say that because he has done so much and can fill so many roles. There's only certain people that can do that, that can do so many, a uh, funny role or a serious role or, you know, whatever. You know, Jim Carrey is a, you know, I, I considered putting him on my list, but you just said it. he's the same dude over and over and over again. And when he tries to be serious, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So for me, Robin Williams, I was like, you got it, man. You are my number one right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing for me on Robin Williams is he's funny, yeah. right? Yeah. And especially when you talk about the evolution, but as a well-rounded actor, yes, he was great in Goodwill Hunting, but mm-hmm. there are some of his movies I'm like, this is just not good. Yeah, that one-hour photo or whatever it was where he worked at the community, he was a stalker to that family or whatever. That was a weird, twisted movie and not one of his best, so I don't kind of, I don't even put that in the category of whatever. Right. Um, so I, I have men and women and I didn't put them in an order, but I can go ahead and do that. So number five, Charlize Theron, she is like a, every movie she's even atomic blonde, which I think is a stupid movie. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal in mm-hmm. so convincing. And of course, monster, she's ridiculous. Right, in. Right. That's the one where she transformed herself, like gained a bunch of weight or whatever. Right. Yeah. Looked pl- like a total different person. Yes. Mm-hmm. And played a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's that was murdered people, murdered a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meryl Streep at number four. She <sighs> no Sean Penn at number four. Why Sean Penn? Uh, I mean, Taps is a phenomenal movie when he played as a young boy, mm-hmm. right? And then he went on to do Milk, okay. which he was phenomenal in. Mystic River. Mm-hmm. He plays so many different types of characters and nails it every time. Okay. 21 Grams. Yeah. Right? He's in so many movies that are just phenomenal. I know if I'm watching him, I'm going to get a good performance. I am Sam. He's ridiculous in. Okay. Huh, fast times, Ridgemont High. I forgot about that. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, Meryl Streep. I, her ability to convince me she's funny mm-hmm. or a bitch mm-hmm. or crazy, like an August and Osage count. Like she's an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Devil wears Prada. Devil wears Prada. <laughs> it sells it right. <laughs> she's very convincing. Mm-hmm. De Niro. Um, you talk about Taxi Driver and the, what he had to do. 
No, I was going to say, I thought about putting him on my list as well, but I was just like, I, he seems like the same kind of person in every movie. No, you're right. In Meet the Fockers, he's definitely in the same character as he was in Taxi Driver. <laughs> um, and and I know the casino movies, right? Mm-hmm. So there's three different types of movies where he was three different types of characters. Mm-hmm. Playing the mobster, mm-hmm. right? Playing the crazy person, mm-hmm. right? Playing the funny, trying to do a comedy role. Funny, crazy dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Hanks is my number one. Everybody loves him. That's what, is that the that's the only one we all agreed on. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just the order that they I want to hear you argue against Tom Hanks. To me, right? <laughs> to dick. me, Forrest Gump is one of his movies where he like broke out. You went, wow, this is crazy. And Castaway, Castaway might be his most phenomenal role ever. Yeah, because Bachelor Party is pretty solid too. I might add, <laughs> you've never seen that. It puts blows splash out of the water. Um, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but to me, Castaway might be his best role. Yeah, it's him in a ball. That's yeah, it. there's <laughs> so <right>. much, <laughs> so much acting he had to do. He had to be a good actor to pull off. Right. That they totally. He he had to do that. There was no carrying, letting Wilson carry the scene. Right. What do you say, Wilson? And All right. There, and if you've ever seen like the story about that movie and all the things that he had to go through to make that work. Like his body, you mean? The body transformation, the psychological change he had to go through. It's just unbelievable. The, the uh, improv they went with. You know what? That- I hate the ending of that movie, by the way. I cannot stand the end of that movie. Why? Because it's unclear what he does. He moves on. No, he doesn't. I thought he chases after that woman. Yeah, but then. But does he? I don't know. Why? <laughs> Guess no, what I care more about? A, a sequel family. to that movie than I do to Friends. No, the woman that he was trying to deliver that package to. Yeah, she married a dentist, and that was the love of his no, life. No, no, that was his wife when he left. When he comes back, he realizes she's moved on, and at the end, he's driving, trying to find, like deliver this package, and yeah. she's not there, so he leaves it. And he's standing there drinking a water in the middle of the road. <laughs> right. Okay. Now right? I remember. Yeah. And then she pulls up and like, have a good day or whatever. And he's like, oh my gosh. I just don't like the end of that movie. It's literally the worst acting scene of the whole movie. You could tell they did the ending and went back and were like, we got to reshoot the ending. Because he's so out of character. But Tom Hanks, yeah. We did all agree on that one. He wins good, today. Good yeah. for Tom. Uh, All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Ford vs. Ferrari with Matt Damon and Christian Bale is one of the best-reviewed films of the year. See it in theaters tonight. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. I want to share two texts that came in. One of them is the nicest insult I've ever gotten. And it says, Corbin, you're wild. Photo booth is gold. One hour photo is the movie. But wild is such a nice insult. Thank you. I'm, I'm okay with that insult. And then this just trash text that came in. Just Dumpster fire. <laughs> this person's top five, mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves. Okay, I got no qualms. I don't think he's a top five guy, but I could, I can submit. Right. 
Angelina Jolie. Well, we clearly are high. <laughs> Angelina Jolie is not a good actress. She's a horrible actress. She's only there because she looked good. I wouldn't say she's horrible because she clearly is making movies, right? True. She's not amazing. It's not like she's, you don't watch her performance to be like, God, I really believed you as Mrs. Smith. Right, no. <laughs> right, right. You watch and go, she's sexy AF in that movie. Yes, look top at them lips. Yeah, top five, not so much. Tomb Raider, right? Absolutely. Isn't, wasn't she Tomb Raider? Yeah, she was. Laura Croft. Laura Croft, Laura Croft, yeah. Too. Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. I, there's not one movie I've seen of his that is garbage. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's too new in the game still to get that title. I could agree with that. Okay. He can get there. I love me some Tom Hardy. And I don't know a female that doesn't like looking at t- of looking up images of Tom Hardy with puppies. Yeah, if you think about it, all the ones that we listed are have been in the industry for quite some time. They're not very many new newbies on our list. Yeah. Yeah, there isn't. Um, number two. Huh. Um, Emma Stone. Emma Stone? I love her. You poor, poor person who hit their head. <laughs> I love Emma Stone, too. Yeah, but not... Top five. What movie is she phenomenal in? The Help. She's yep. really great, right? I think okay. she's good in that. Yeah. Easy the a. dancing one. Mm-hmm. La La Land. She's really good in that. Super bad. She's great in that. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, dating one with uh, Steve Steve uh, Carell? Crazy Stupid Love. Yes. And Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Easy A. I like Easy that. Easy A, right? They give you mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's good in those. Above like Charlize Theron. Yeah, sorry, Emma. You got to go. Emma's no way. I would actually say that I would accept Angelina Jolie over Emma Stone. But you even got that wrong. Yeah, Emma Stone's she's she's only been in the game for a little bit too, right? She's along the same lines of Tom Hardy. I still love more Emma Stone movies than I do Angelina Jolie movies. It's a great point. And then number one, Leonardo DiCaprio. Again, I will submit to that. Yeah, I don't have a hate on him being in the top five. I don't see. A reason to exclude him other than there can only be five slots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And some people are texting in, like, how is not Bill Murray on there? Because, uh, I mean. To like Bill Murray is to say, I just, is like saying, I like the doors. You're just saying that to be included. Okay. He's done a lot of great movies, for sure. But is he a phenomenal actor? Mm-hmm. Funny. He really played the part of the groundskeeper really well. Y- yes, he's phenomenal in that. Uh, and then somebody said Gary Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman's a phenomenal actor. I just don't feel like he's been in enough for me to make my list. Mm-mm. Sam doesn't know Gary Oldman. I know. Have you seen um, The Fifth Element Mm-mm. with uh, Co- with Corbin Dallas? Nope. Okay. Have you seen Leon the Professional? Mm, no. Nope. Oh, of course not. That's a badass movie. Um, somebody said Will Smith. Mm. I, no, not at all. I'm, I'm totally fine saying no. Not in the yeah. top five. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. There's not a movie I've seen where I'm like, this is trash. After Earth is pretty trash. <laughs> <laughs> After Earth is. Christian Bale. A, Christian Bale easily could be interchanged on the top five. I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, then there's uh, the, uh, oh God, I'm forgetting his name. Daniel Day-Lewis. He could easily be exchanged. But I feel like Daniel Day-Lewis is like, oh, God, here we go, Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. 
Got to eat his dinner in his Lincoln outfit. <laughs> right, because he really gets into it. He character. really gets into it. So does Christian, Christian Bale. And then there was one. Oh, James McAvoy. Yeah, Split. James McAvoy is a phenomenal actor. Yes. yes. He just still super new. I think he's too new yeah. to make it to make it on the list. Anyway, I wanted to make sure we gave some credit to you guys on some of those. We do it with our top five. I, we, you know, we took too long, but we should have hit some of the ones you guys think should be on the list when we did that, because that's how we do our top five. So mm. I didn't want to uh, gleam over that. And a text came in that said, let's make one thing clear. One hour photo is very okay-ish. <laughs> Johnny Depp. I personally don't think Johnny Depp is a good actor. No, but he's still, he is really good at bracelets and scarves. <laughs> right. He makes a good drunken pirate. That's about it. He looks really it. good in eyeliner. I can't think of any other. Okay, Fear and Loathing, he did good in that one. But outside. Edward Scissorhands? Edward Scissorhands was an okay movie. It oh, was, I like it that was movie. It was aight. Yeah, that's but it. Blow. He is good in Blow. That was a good. That, Everybody yeah. loves Blow. <laughs> I haven't met one person who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm just quickly looking at his, his movies. Johnny Depp's? Yeah. There you go. Um, and do you know he was in Nightmare on Elm Street? I didn't know that. Yeah. Nope. It was the very first movie he ever did. Which oh, one, the though? Al- There's like 13 of them. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. So it was the very in first one. In 1984, yes. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know he was in Platoon, either. Hmm. Right? Donnie Brasco, he's great in. Fear and Loathing, we talked about. He's great yeah, in. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Blow, he's great in. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, of course, the Pirates of the Caribbean, he's widely known for. Mm-hmm. Charlie and the Ch- Chocolate Factory is a piece of trash. <laughs> yeah. Really I would is. much rather you try to put Velveeta cheese on lima beans because it's about the same. You're using something good, cheese, to try and cover up something bad, and that's yeah. the acting, not just by him, everybody in that movie. Mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland, another trash movie. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, it's cinematically, the same yeah, it is this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 Jump Street, he makes an appearance in, because yeah. he was in that. Um, Black, Mo- Black Moss, I didn't think he was that great in as Whitey Bulger. Okay, that's what that, I've never, I've never seen it before. If you like gangster movies, it's a, it's a good gangster movie, because Whitey Bulger was very heinous, mm-hmm. and in the movie... He does a good job depicting him mm-hmm. as heinous, but I'm not seeing anything crazy. Yeah. So I don't know how to pin that on him. He plays yeah. huge roles. And for me, I'm not just going to say someone gets it because they play huge roles. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be good at the whatever it is they play, even if I it, think so. Yeah. I think so. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at um, these other ones. I. To be honest, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I he kills it. He's he kills it as Jack Sparrow. He is. He's really good at that one particular character. The Lone Ranger, he's horrible now. That was a trash movie. <laughs> it's really not good. And I'm not, the part that sucks is like if he were listening, he he would probably get mad, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. Right. I'm saying he's not a top five actor for me. Mm-mm. I don't top find 10. him appealing. Top ten, maybe, but not top not five. for me. Really. Not, not for me. It's a crowded field, bro. <laughs> There's a lot of actors out there to choose from. Yeah, I'm not. I Will Smith is getting up there before Johnny Depp is for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Right? Oh, 100%. Gary Oldman, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd put those in there before. These, Even Johnny though we said Tom Hardy hasn't, from what we can recall, mm-hmm. been around very long, Tom Hardy, 
his roles are phenomenally better than Johnny Depp's roles. Minus, mm-hmm. for me, minus Jack Sparrow. Right. In Blow. But what's, what is he playing in Blow? It's, to me, there's, he's the same, like, Crazy squinty-eyed guy that he does in every movie. Like, <laughs> he acts with his eyes. All right, yeah. You're right, he does, doesn't he? It's in the face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, Donnie Brasco. I, I love him in that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm... It's just not, it just doesn't get me going, man. I, I feel you, bro. It just doesn't get me going. <laughs> and people are sending in texts, which is awesome. Uh, Andy Sudeikis, get out of here. What? Samuel Jackson. Eh. Okay. Ray Liotta, no. Mel Gibson. The angry boyfriend in the B movie? <laughs> I was thinking of the guy from Goodfellas, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of the Goodfellas guy. Uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Uh, Mel Gibson, sure. Okay. Not the top five, though. Mm-mm. I don't put him in the top I, five. I would be, if somebody was like, hey, take out Sean Penn and put Mel Gibson, I'd go, okay. All right, if you had to drop one, he would replace, yeah, the weakest link. Okay, I got by that. He To me, he, I mean, even that stupid movie where uh, he does the gopher thing. The beaver? He kills it. Yeah, yeah. the beaver. <laughs> What's that Harry Roden movie? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. Mad Max, the original one, for sure. What women Dude, Beyond want. Thunderdome. Right. He's ridiculous in that. Daddy's home, too. You've never seen that, Sam? <laughs> no. You wouldn't like it. I'm not even going to tell you to watch it. Yeah. How about Braveheart? Ah, yeah. Okay. We Were Soldiers. That was a solid movie. Yeah. He's a pretty great actor. Mm-hmm. The Patriot, he's phenomenal in. Yeah. When you're looking for somebody to be like this hugely patriotic person for whatever nationality you want, pick the Australian. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> he kills it. Bird on a wire. Uh, all right. We got to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show, the Big Man Morning Show. The assault continues next. 97.5 KMO. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. We're going to find out what everybody learned, but I have to bring something up that I think Gimpy might be interested in that I didn't know was happening. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, Sunday at the... Uh, in Los Angeles, Idris Elba is going to introduce the latest addition to the Mustang family. And it is the all-new electric Mustang. And, hold on, I'm not done. SUV. Yeah! No. Give us the guy with the biggest G to push this because everyone will follow him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> is, is, is Idris Elba well endowed? Oh, yeah. How do you, what oh, movie, yeah. Where have we seen his D? Uh, Google it. Are you talking about Serge Ibaka? (laughs) No, I'm talking about Idris Elba. (laughs) Idris. Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Google it. Yeah. Um, Noise. No, no, no. They don't do sales till next year. U.S., Canada, and European customers can make online reservations for the first edition (laughs) Mach-E after the Sunday debut. And you only have to put up $500 for a refundable reservation fee. They'll be streaming it online at YouTube. Why? Like, 
Why? It's a Mustang. I'm a man. I'm powerful. Yeah, why no, is it? Why must, are you booing? Mustangs have always been a coupe. That's like taking this goddamn car, this sports car, this muscle car, mm-hmm. and turning it into an effing family car. Well, wait, Put hold on. Why can't it? you be sporty and get groceries? Right, right. What's when your I problem? Haul kids, but I want to haul ass at the same time. Yeah. Then get an effing charger. Then haul That's kids. That's what they're made haul for. Haul ass. Haul groceries. And and furthermore, Susan, <laughs> to turn it into an SUV. That's just plain stupid. This has always been a car. This has always been. If you want an SUV that hauls ass, put a 5.0 or 4.7 or whatever in a goddamn Explorer. Okay? Then you get your muscle power behind that SUV. There is no sense ever in messing with that car at all whatsoever. Okay, rant done. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you I hear you being a purist, but there's plastic on it. I bet people thought when they were brought it back and they had to put plastic on it, people were like, well, that's not... You know what I'm saying? No, like, no, I disagree it's with gotta, that. It's got to evolve a little no, bit. No, 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 no. You don't mess. You can put plastic on it, right? Because that's lightening the body. That's going to make it faster, okay? So we'll make it an electric. Uh, I'm I'm not worried about the electric part of it. You Okay, fine. You want to help the environment? Cool, whatever. If you can get 600 horses out of an electric motor, have at it. The fact of it is, and what grinds my gears, God damn it, I said it, is the fact that they're turning it into an SUV. Sure. So it's a foot taller, it bothers you? N- no, it's the fact that they're turning it into an SUV and they're not making, they're not keeping it a Mustang, the true sense of the core. People thought the same thing about Porsche, and that's a pretty badass SUV? SUV. Mm-hmm. And it's not really like a full SUV, right? Mm-hmm. It's more of a crossover at that point. But then it's even more gay than so, what you're putting so out w- as in right now. Uh, okay. Lame. I don't know what that means. But Lame. to me, th- this is probably going to be more of a crossover than a uh, full SUV. Leave it alone. Just leave well And I would imagine alone. some men, which is the predominant market for the Mustang, mm-hmm. at some point don't have one because they have families. Right. And they're like, man, I'd sure wish I could have a Mustang. I doubt that. You can go, you get your Exploder or whatever, okay? Get your Ford SUV. You can go back and have that Mustang that you've always wanted as your little weekend car. A little bump around. Who are these people that can have a third car? Well, there's people out there that could do it. Right, and there's some people that can't, so this is for those people. Well, why you got to piss me off right at the end of the show, man? Come That's on, the most man. passionate I've seen you about anything. anything. And it wasn't even with the show. Some Jesus. things you shouldn't uh, even mess with. Sam, what'd you learn today? I learned could your colon be any cleaner? And, <laughs> and Oklahoma's not an alimony state? What am I doing here? <laughs> Gimpy, what'd you learn today? I learned that I won't go get me a ham, egg, and cheese croissant. And uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, I learned Gimpy wants to have a bunch of people watch him have a medical procedure in his derriere. <laughs> that's his idea of a sitcom. Come on. That's not mine. That's his That's his idea of a sitcom. Dude, hold the hand. Right. Uh, and then I also learned that uh, Sam is in the wrong state. She stole mine for <laughs> getting alimony. It's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher is loaded right. I'm Stephen Sam, and this is for Mother. This is Gimpy, and keep the mustache. <laughs> Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the free to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. 
We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll. It's over. Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa.